0: Welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. Today with me, I have Ryan again from Dragon Questicles. I'm back and
1: you can't keep me down.
0: (laughs) So uh, today we're going to be talking about Glass because we just did Unbreakable. We did Split. And we had to do Glass. We had to do (laughs) Glass. So um, Yeah, so we'll get back into that a bit. Um, Anything you've been up to this week, Ryan? Just work or... yeah mainly yeah it's mainly in work we did
1: record with dragon questicles yesterday and that was that was interesting that was a lot of fun and right now uh i don't know my main focus it's been a podcast heavy week i'm doing this today i did dragon questicles yesterday and who knows what i have in the future for this week (laughs)
0: only time will tell. So yeah, yeah, uh, I got sick again. This is like the third time it's happened with like a cold, (laughs) so I can't seem to shake it. Uh, (laughs) But since school started, mainly what I've been reading is textbooks. (laughs) Understandable. Yeah, it's been a little busy, but I'm glad to always make time to come and do this podcast with Ryan. Yeah, man. This is one of my passions, Doc. Yeah. It's not working if you're having fun, right? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, before we talk about Glass, we're just going to go into a little bit of movie news. Um, one of the most recent things is we had a Birds of Prey trailer, and it's titled Birds of Prey and the Fabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn. And Ryan just saw it about 20 minutes ago. How did you yeah. think about it? Yeah. And, and it was interesting. I what is her name? Marget, Margaret? Margot Robbie or something? Yeah,
2: Margot, Margot Robbie. Robbie. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: She's she's a, she's very beautiful. Uh-huh. She's a fine actress. And I don't know. I think Suicide Squad was one of my guilty pleasures. A lot of people didn't like it. And I thought it was interesting. I thought oh, it was really?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: now, granted, it was a terrible movie. Yeah. But, but I... Batman I, Forever <laughs> terrible or... Uh... <laughs> but... It's uh, I don't know. Birds of Prey. That was one of the comic book series that I actually was into. I was reading uh-huh. it, and I was super into. Like you know, I I liked that idea of strong female team working together, and it's it's it was very empowering for for women and all that. And I I don't remember she had her own group she had the suicide squad and and actually she had another group um yeah i don't know she had her own female villain group as well but uh, is she going to be the villain in in birds of prey
0: is she going to be part of birds of prey i think what it is is she's left the joker because it's the emancipation of harley quinn Um, real quick did you ever see the birds of prey tv series that came out like in 2002 No, I did not. Oh, did you know that was a thing? No, I didn't know that at all. (laughs) (laughs) Are
2: you serious? Yeah,
0: I think I I watched maybe one or two episodes because my sister watched it. This is back when I think the CW was still the WB. Okay, all right. So uh, I remember it, and I I remember... Oracle, I think, had psychic visions. It was all over the place. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's Batgirl, though. Yeah, exactly. she didn't have any superpowers. Exactly. You know?
1: She's just good at <laughs> navigating, like, security systems and cameras and, and now stuff. now she's psychic. I don't know.
0: So <laughs> it's been a long time since yeah, I've been Oracle
1: excited. was just a, a pseudonym, it, 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 or not a pseudonym, or uh, an alias. It yeah. wasn't
0: her actual ability. That's I mean, because with Oracle, after with the killing joke in that storyline, uh Batgirl ends up getting shot through the stomach. Make yeah. and that's what ends up paralyzing her. So yeah, it's yeah. her uh, paraplegic or paraplegic, right? That's with no legs. <laughs> yeah, she, her legs don't work. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever fancy medical term for that is. <laughs> I, I think so. I think it's paraplegic because Joe was a paraplegic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From Family Guy. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, with the Birds of Prey movie, um, I mean, I know apparently she gets away from the Joker and I think they just kind of shoe-horned, shoehorned Harley Quinn in there because she's one of the most popular like kind of female no. besides Wonder Woman. Of course, she's yeah. just one of the most popular one and they're going to throw her on a team of I don't think back in this in the Birds of Prey movie. Was I know it like it, Canary and it's Black Canaries in it, um, and there's a bunch of other ones that I can't seem to remember, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Suicide Squad. Uh, <laughs> I feel like one really long music video, and <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, the, well,
1: I, I will say the action scenes were pretty cool, and and uh, uh what is that called, Deadshot. His his abilities and stuff like that is always really cool to see. I just I don't like
0: how they portrayed him and Will Smith uh-huh. how he wanted to take his character, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know with Will Smith recently. Um yeah, a lot man. of things he's done movies recently I'm just kind of like not on board with at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean I can't remember what's the last... I remember there was Collateral Beauty, which I never saw, but heard it was terrible. Mm, yeah, yeah, I and do the, remember that. there was After Earth with oh,
1: another... Oh, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and, so,
0: and Jaden and Smith, so we had the two Smiths. Well,
1: yeah, I don't know, man. Will Smith literally makes money now, that's, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Who am I to talk about? I mean, he's making millions I, I, of I'm, dollars. Like, there's this debate that, oh, Will Smith is a good actor. Will Smith is not a good actor. I think he's a good actor, and I just think back to that... Will, that that Fr- that Fresh Prince of Bel Air episode where he's talking about his dad leaving oh, him. Oh yeah, I'm pretty certain that you guys saw the scene on YouTube or saw yeah. it when it was on television, but I was convinced. I think he's a good actor. He did a lot of good movies, and I'm not going to fault him. It's just like Adam Sandler. We talked
0: about him in the last episode. Yeah, but he does have acting abilities because he was in Punch Truck Love, which was, you know, I've never seen it, but I've heard it's just really good. I saw it.
1: Oh, you saw it? I I, I really enjoyed it, yeah. Okay. But then again, when I did see it, I was a teenager that thought they were so deep and yeah I don't know <laughs> I'll
0: have to watch it again possibly
1: if I saw it now I I think that man I was an idiot but Adam Sandler Will Smith they both did really good movies and now I feel they have that opportunity or that that credence to say you know what I don't care what I do
0: I'll just do anything that's <laughs> true more power to him. Yeah. When you have that much money, you can do. You can pick whatever roles you want. Yeah. What are you going to do? Oh, yeah. you hurt my feelings by calling
1: me bad in this one movie. Oh, well, I'll go cry into my millions of dollars. Yeah. What was that one
0: <laughs> meme from uh, Zombieland where he's wiping the tears with yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Woody... $100 bills? Not Woody Harrelson. It's... I think it was Woody Harrelson. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Zombieland. <laughs> yeah Woody Harrelson. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but we'll see how this movie goes. I wasn't a big fan of Suicide Squad and... I mean, the best thing out of that movie probably was Harley Quinn, at least in my opinion. But that just wasn't, in my opinion, a good movie. So you're picking the best thing out of a bad movie and trying to... I don't know. We'll see how it works. <laughs> but... um as far as other new, uh, movie news goes, we have uh, James Gunn. He's officially on board to direct Suicide Squad, the second one. No, oh. which is going to be <laughs> speaking, speaking of, yeah, of yeah, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, so uh, thought we were done talking about it, but they brought us back in. But anyways, sequel is going to come out twenty twenty one, of summer of twenty twenty one. and James Gunn's on board to direct it. So I will be looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll see. So, <laughs> I really like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wondered. If they're going to have that same sort of feel, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he is talented. Of course, he kind of got kicked out of Disney because I guess whatever previous tweets he made. Yeah. Have you seen those tweets? I think I saw one of them and I was like, why would you ever tweet this? Like, well,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's pretty
1: all over the place. You know, shock value is a big thing in yeah. today's media and.
0: I don't know. Getting noticed—that's yeah, getting harder and harder to do. When, you know, unless you push the envelope. I don't know the full story as far as like you know, with this tweet being uncovered. All I know is, I guess he was kind of getting into a Twitter fight with someone. And they dug that up and just posted it for him, <laughs> and it was like, um, you know what I mean. After yeah, that, it's over. Just yeah, your it's
2: career. over. Oh my but, goodness! Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know why you would tweet that if you're in, in Hollywood in general. It's like, yeah, yeah, if you're in the public light just don't jokes. touch anything don't do yeah <laughs> making jokes like that be Even, tom hanks so <laughs> <laughs> i don't know
1: jokes like that you're gonna make them with your friends behind closed doors whatever i don't care yeah. but you're gonna hurt someone I mean, you're not gonna physically hurt someone but someone's gonna get butt hurt yeah
0: someone's gonna get butt hurt and so i mean because we've had the whole you know the me too movement going on in hollywood yeah, everyone's yeah. getting busted for Doing something, yeah, sexual yeah. allegations are always coming up. Um, I think even, and I didn't know this part, but uh, Brian Singer, the guy who directed X Men, oh, okay. like almost all the X Men movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if he's doing Dark Phoenix or not, but. Uh, I guess, like, some underage boys came out against him or something. Really? Yeah. And so, apparently, he got fired from Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't even know he directed that. Mm. But he got fired, I guess, like, a couple weeks before they even finished rapping because that came out. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so... Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So, Hollywood's getting hit hard uh, (laughs) with all of that. (laughs) Well... They shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, they really shouldn't. So, And then the Kevin Spacey thing. And, no, yeah, man. Yeah, the Harvey Wein- the Weinstein brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, oh, we'll move on from that. Um, <laughs> here's some news I think you'll like. The WB, or Warner Brothers, is developing in an animated Batman Beyond movie for theaters.
2: Oh, what?
0: Yeah. Oh, man, and that they, sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it does sound really, and they want to get um, the original voice actor for him. I oh, can't okay. remember his name, but I know he was in, uh, I think he was in Boy Meets World, too. Or as well, really? Yeah. Which character? You know, I don't remember. Mr. But... Feeney. <laughs> no, no, Mr. Feeney. Is Mr. Feeney still alive? I think so. You think so? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I guess that'd be nice if he was still alive. But uh... <laughs> uh, honestly, the only people I remember, uh, I know
1: Ben Savage and um, what's his name, Will Friedle, and. The guy that had cool Strong Rider that was <laughs> he just had such a cool name. Oh, my name is Strong Rider.
0: <laughs> or oh, Rider Strong, one of those. Oh, it looks like it is uh, Will Farreedy. Oh, he's, yeah, really. Yeah, real, he's yeah. he's the voice of Terry McGinnis, so. Oh. Okay. So I guess he's on board to come back and he like voiced his he voiced it on Twitter. He's like, "Hey, you know, I'm available to to that's, do this." Like <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. So, yeah, he's on a number of
1: different podcasts that I listen to and that's cool. Oh, he's I, I a like, podcast guy. I didn't. Know yeah, he's a he's a voice actor, a podcast guy, yeah. and he does some things on YouTube and other
0: networks and stuff like that. Very in the internet. Okay, there yeah, you go. So, so that's cool. That reminds me of his Twitter comment. You remember the movie um, Predators? came out with Adrian Brody yeah yeah and it had uh, Danny Trejo or Danny Trego yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. I can't say his last name even though I'm happy I I think it's Trejo (laughs) yeah Yeah. Trejo and so um, apparently you know they cast a guy who looked just like Danny Trejo and I guess he heard about it and so he gave the director a call and he says like hey I heard you cast a guy who looks like Danny Trejo. And they're like, yeah. He's like, I look like Danny Trejo. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's how he got that part in the movie. Oh, man, that's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) But he stole that guy's job. And so (laughs)
2: that's got to (laughs) suck.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anyways, uh, as far as other Batman Batman news, I guess you could say too. um, Ben Affleck is excited for... Uh, Batman casting change and Matt Reeves vision so Matt Reeves is going to be coming out with a new Batman movie I don't remember what year but they are going to cast a different actor to play Batman it's going to be a younger version so really
1: interesting yeah. man they've in recent years I, I may, I'm condensing time very densely right now uh-huh. because I feel like they've been going boom 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 changing up Batman yeah. character like every other year or whatever but that's probably not the case because time is
0: something that I can't grasp at the moment <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean we've had so many different Batmans I mean just yeah. in general who who played Dark Knight
1: that was uh, Christian
0: Bale was yeah Christian Dar- Bale yeah. Yes, Christian yes. Bale was Dark Knight and then mm-hmm. after him it was it was Ben Affleck Yeah. yeah and now I guess they don't know who they're picking yet I guess they're looking for a 20 probably like a 20 or 30 something year old batman um <laughs> michael keaton will always be my Batman. he always
2: be batman
0: <laughs> so <laughs> i like christian bale's batman but <laughs> hey yeah no it's not bad it's not bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh i could do without the punching the back to fix his broken back scene from dark knight <laughs> rises uh, <laughs> yeah so i mean i'm ready for a different batman movie um i think at this point just with warner brothers release, whatever you got just throw whatever you can at the board and just see what sticks you just, know but like, make it good just yeah. please make it good because <laughs> i mean they tried to build the whole universe and it kind of fell apart and yeah yeah the last movies i think they had that were really successful were their own isolated movies like wonder woman was kind of its own story yeah, so yeah. was aquaman as well so i guess that's what we're trying to do with you know this new batman and they're trying to break it back to like a, a crime noir type of film so it's that's all, great. Yeah, so they're not trying to do like a big blo- big blockbuster film. They're trying to do a just a small crime in Gotham City type of thing, which I'm, I'm all aboard.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, that's my perfect vision of Batman. Batman is the world's greatest detective. Yeah, he is. We haven't
0: gotten much of that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, and everyone is saying, "Oh, Christian Bale was such a good Batman," and that's great. That's fuck fine. The bullet scene.
0: <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. And
1: then when when Batman has to say where is he or who is he or is he <laughs> exactly when he has to say that that's not my Batman yeah <laughs> my Batman would be 10 steps ahead already have the trap laid out and ready with the handcuffs
0: in hand <laughs> oh, I feel like my Christian Bale voice is pretty good so it's like,
2: where are they <laughs> hey I'll give it to you man
0: if I was a casting director you got the job <laughs> You know, that's the thing with the Dark Knight. How do they get the fingerprint on the the bullet casing I don't. <laughs> <Because> never mind. <laughs> you have to grab each single bullet. <laughs> Wait, but he shot it. Never mind. I don't want. To say, <laughs> I don't want to talk about this right now. Hey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm all aboard for it too, as well. So I mean, you know, if they were gonna pick another villain to be, you know, the smaller Batman, I think I would want Clayface. I mean. We I don't think we've seen Clayface at all in any of the live action stuff. Well, we got Sandman and Spider Man. So. We did get that, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Actually, I I will
1: say that Clayface is a very interesting character because with that ability to transform and change into different people and stuff, uh-huh. I think that would give him
0: a run for his money. But mm, does it work on a crime level? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would think. <laughs> I mean, he Even- can change into. He can you can you know shapeshift into anybody too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I would like to
1: see a good Riddler. That would be really cool that would if be they were if they were doing this this world's greatest detective, Batman, trying to figure out a crime uh-huh. scene and and just a uh what is that a uh a, a fight against brains or a, yeah. a, a test of wits that would be
0: very interesting in my personal opinion. I would like probably Andy Serkis to maybe be the Riddler, but I don't know because you saw, did you see Black Panther? I can't remember. No, I did not. When he plays, he plays Claw in there and he does such a good job. He just has so much fun with it. Well, I will take your word for it. He does such a good job in it, but (laughs) if they do, if they decide to go
1: the route of Jim Carrey again, I wouldn't be opposed.
0: (laughs) You know, I wouldn't mind that either. (laughs) But I mean, uh, apparently um, Josh Gad He's been, like, I guess, posting uh, pictures of him, like, dressed as the, okay. as the penguin. Oh, So, okay. I don't know. We don't know if that's, you know, he's gotten that role or he's just trying to, you know throw his hat in the ring like hey i can make a great penguin like you know <laughs> just throwing that out there and so <laughs> i like
1: that that's how you get jobs nowadays you just yeah. dress up and say hey i can do this you just you... pay
0: a guy do some artwork make me look like the penguin just do it like <laughs> yeah you get
1: your own makeup artist you get a cosplayer to make your costume and then you just put it up on instagram and then tag as many
0: studios as you can <laughs> <laughs> i mean he was old off in frozen so he's got that frozen money so uh, which is a lot of it oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> um, anyways. Last bit of movie news, or I guess it's not really technically movie news. We're going to talk a little bit about like the Defy Media kind of scandal mm, that happened. Okay, all right. Um, a lot of big YouTubers I like to watch, like Mr. Sunday Movies, Chris Stuckman, um, and even like Matt Pat, which you saw him from the Game Theorists. I, I saw him as from the Film Theorists. I don't really play video yeah, games yeah. at <laughs> all. Um, but apparently, this whole Defy Media thing, they were a kind of middleman for these YouTubers, so they would offer uh, somewhat protection for copyright infringement. So if, let's say, Ryan and I were doing YouTube, and we posted a review on Glass, and whatever studio has Glass doesn't like our review, whether it's negative or positive, they can hit us with copyright infringement, even though it would be considered under fair use, and we wouldn't make any money off that video. Potentially, they could take it down. Yeah, exactly. They could take it down. And for a lot of these YouTubers, that's kind of their full-time job that they're able to do this. Yeah. And so they get hit with that copyright infringement. But this whole middle company was supposed to protect them from any sort of copyright infringement and give them kind of a safety net, like legal help, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which apparently they weren't getting at all from Defy Media because their things were still getting shut down. And it's not saying, like, the whole organization was bad, but the majority of them were... I guess you could say the higher ups were screwing them over big time
1: yeah man and that sucks especially if that's what you depend on for income oh yeah me I do podcasts on the side everyone has a side hustle you know and but I still work full time and if all of a sudden I lost my job I can't make money on podcasts. Well, not at the moment. That's where you listeners come in. Come and check out Dragon Quest. Patreon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Patreon for both of us. (laughs) Yeah, Flipbook, you can do that too. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess even some of these YouTubers, like they were when they decided to kind of come out about it, they once after they seek some legal advice that they could talk about it, some of them had asked like, you know, can you donate more to my Patreon page? Cause I guess apparently some of them couldn't even make rent that month. Yeah. yeah. Because you know, you have the bigger name guys who can probably do okay. They make probably a good decent chunk of change to be okay. But then you have the smaller guys, you know what I mean? Where if that's their full-time gig, and then that gets cut off. You know what I mean? That gets cut off the next day. And that's the thing about YouTube. It's so volatile
1: now. Oh, yeah. Because because of the adpocalypse, it's not a sustainable form of income anymore for these yeah. YouTubers. A lot of them have gone to Twitch or, or Patreon. Podcasting too. Yeah, podcasting. Yeah. Just to have different
0: avenues because they can no longer they can't solely support on, on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll see if maybe another video platform comes out and offers them, you know, a safety net or something. Mm. I mean... I think they'd be weary of it regardless. (laughs) Yeah, they probably would. But, I mean, if they could post videos on YouTube in a separate thing too, which I think some of them tried with another account, but I can't remember. Mm. I mean, I watch YouTube mainly for, you know, I have a select you know, YouTuber groups that I watch and yeah, if yeah. it wasn't on YouTube, I wouldn't be watching YouTube. And so, <laughs> I mean, that's just really how it is. Yeah, like, man. I, I don't know.
1: They tried to put uh, Vimeo, Vimeo. Yeah, that was push, the other one. Push yeah. theirs. And then, I don't know, Daily Motion is basically dead. <laughs> oh,
0: I forgot about the Daily <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot all about them. Yeah. yeah
1: I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that YouTube and Google, there's these companies that have a stranglehold on these things and they won't let up no. and trying to find different avenues is difficult. Even if they try to start another channel on YouTube, that's hard in itself. Yeah, You try to tell your viewers, Hey, don't watch my videos here. Watch my videos over here. And then a third of
0: them will actually subscribe to your new channel. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's
2: tough.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, Matt Pat, I think has like, on the film there is he has like 7 million followers which is a lot yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's <man. laughs> a lot and so he's huge and uh but I guess with uh Defy Media they had 50 YouTubers and apparently they owe them 1.7 million dollars between all of them oh my goodness yeah and man. yeah and uh what they were doing is they're just they weren't paying them. They were just keeping their checks and they were keeping them in the bank to make their company look more valuable to investors, which is basically a straight up Ponzi scheme. So
1: And, And and that's the thing though also with YouTube. A lot of people look at these big YouTubers and they think, Oh man, they're super rich. They're just like they're just like the movie actors, like like Tom Cruise or Christian Bale or Angelina Jolie.
0: They have all this money. No, they don't have. All this they money. don't have that frozen money yeah. to keep them going. So. They, <laughs> I,
1: I will say they make more money than you think they would, or whatever, right. like middle class. But still, if it's your only source of income, then it's going to be a hard time when that. Gets cut off. Yeah, it's like being the CEO of Blockbuster, and then yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Hear about they were stream. streaming. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, they were big. I bet everyone was sweating bullets once Netflix came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, uh, if you guys want to go look up more about this whole Defy Media thing, you can look it up on YouTube. Matt Pat has something on it. They'll be able to give you much better information than we have. But I mean, just getting the word around helps. You know, helps them because their whole thing is all their assets got seized by a bank. And they're trying to get a hold of this bank or make it known to the bank that, hey, they owe us money. And they're pretty sure these YouTubers think, or at least MatPat thinks, that this bank's, you know, when it comes to the distribution of this company's assets, that basically these YouTubers are going to be on the bottom of the list. So, oh, <laughs> which is unfortunate, but it is what it is. But, yeah, you can always kind of retweet it. Yeah, awareness it is always yeah.
1: a, a big thing. And if you can't help with Patreon or whatever, just spread the word because yeah. it sucks. People, we don't, the populists, like regular society, they don't know about all the bad things that are going on in the world. They put their blinders up and they're just watching their own mm-hmm. YouTube videos and that will entertain them for a while. But hey, if you can help out, if you can spread some awareness, if you can shed some light on some of these dark
0: dealings that these people are doing, do it. Because it will help them out. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in today's age, everybody has a voice. Because yeah. the internet, everybody has a voice. Oh, yeah. So, Everyone has
1: a platform. Yeah. I can
0: say whatever I want, and you can't argue with me yep. because I'll just delete your comments. Unless we threaten the president, then probably some, <laughs> we'll probably become famous, but not in the way we want. Yeah. SWAT <laughs> team will break in, <laughs> jumping through the windows. <laughs> I actually had a buddy. Um, for the first time around, I was going through college. Yeah, I guess he made some sort of tweet about the president. But this is back when Barack Obama was president. Oh, man. And someone showed up at
2: his house and he
0: was on a list. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> he got on a list. So. No, I had a I had a friend
1: who he had a girlfriend in Russia. And mm-hmm. he was traveling back and forth from, uh, from the USA to, to Russia. And he was up for a job position i'm not going to say where but it was pretty important Mm -hmm. and because of that because he kept on going from usa to russia it put him on a list and every time he went up he would have to be like searched really um you know those uh what is this called the secret searches or not the the random random security checks. yeah Yeah. always that they always um uh he they always held him up for a few hours at the airport oh, just
0: to run his paperwork and yeah. all that it was it was insane but yeah that's in the past. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared I'm on a, li- I'm on a list because I was sick three times and I bought Sudafed, you know, for a decongestion. And you know what I mean? So I'm probably on a yeah, list. Yeah, and you put I, that yeah. in your butt. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I think that's enough of movie news. Uh, we talked about it for a little bit, but <laughs> that's all right. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about Glass. We're not going to do the usual chronological order that we've been doing in the past. Yeah, it's a little, it'll be a little difficult. It'll be kind of be all over the place, but just bear with us. Uh, we're still going to get our thoughts and opinions out there. We'll do our best to keep... In a chronological order, and mainly because whenever we do these things and we set up a time frame, you know, you, sometimes because we've been in old, we've been doing older movies, we could easily rent it. We can easily get it from yes, Netflix yes. or anywhere on the internet. But this
1: just came out. Yeah, this just
0: <laughs> came out. Or I'll read the script or something to refresh my memory. But I can't find anything on this. And so yeah, so
1: this is your first warning. Big spoiler. Oh my god! Yeah, big spoiler. <laughs> if you
0: haven't seen it yet, I know it's really fresh, but go watch it. Yeah, I saw it a couple weeks ago. You saw it on... On Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. All so right. it's a little fresher in my mind. So tell me what you thought about it. Let's start off with... with impressions? Overall? Just impression, yeah. Just overall impression, yeah. You know, of the trilogy, Split was the best Split one. Split was probably one of my favorites, yeah. And
1: I was mulling it over and trying to determine which one do I like better. Do I like Unbreakable better or do I like Glass better? And honestly, I think I would like Unbreakable better. Glass, yeah. is, is,
0: Glass is probably like the worst of the three. So last week, I know I gave it like B and I didn't want to talk about anything else with, with Split or not with Split, sorry, with Glass Yeah, because I didn't want to spoil anything. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I wanted <laughs> to keep it fresh. I didn't want to be like, oh, I didn't like this. I didn't like that. I was like, you know, I give it a B. And last night, while we're kind of writing out this podcast, you know, main highlights, I kept on laughing at myself, like, do I really want to keep it at that score? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, "Eh, I might have to watch it again, but we'll see. Um, As far as, you know, Split was the sequel to Unbreakable that we didn't even know that we wanted. Yeah. And it was a surprise to just average M. Night Shyamalan friends, or just people who are fans of Unbreakable in general. So, which kind of led to Glass being one of the most kind of amped up or anticipated movies of 2019 in general. So, I mean, even now, I think it's made over $100 million worldwide. And that's amazing because... Yeah. What is that you mentioned M. Night
1: Shyamalan put his own money Yeah, into he put this. his own money. I guess he was, took a
0: second mortgage out on his house. Yeah, in
1: Philadelphia, yeah. yeah. And it was $20 million Um for, what is that, for Split, he put $5 million. Yeah, Yeah, he so, put some of
0: his own money down. So. And
1: he, I saw in an interview that he wants to go back to being afraid when making these movies, that right. not enough is on the line. So he wants to put in his own money so that he's... Has that fear that, oh, it could tank, but I want to make it the best I can. Right. So Which I honestly, I commend him. That's, that's respect a,
0: for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've never made a movie before, um, but I can already tell it's not an easy thing. <laughs> it's not just something like here's $100 million, go make whatever you, you know what I mean? It's a very complicated thing. Plus, with these big name actors, man. Yeah, exactly. You got Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson, James McAvoy. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's. I would still say if you haven't seen it, you know, you can shut us off right now and go see it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, be aware for the spoilers. But if you do that, delete this episode, then re-download it yeah, so re-download we get those numbers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And in fact, any of your family members, if you have their phone, you can subscribe to us through their podcast app and <laughs> like it through their phone. But first thing I want to say with this movie, the first two thirds of this movie I really liked. It mm. fell apart with me with the last act. And the twist. So, I don't know if you felt the same. Let's not talk about the twist just yet. Yeah, no. But literally that's how I felt. Two-thirds of the movie, I loved. And then the last part and the twist, yeah. It's funny because, honestly, Unbreakable and
1: Split, they feel like, even if it was like their sequels, or, or Split was a sequel to Unbreakable, they seemed like two separate movies. And this, Glass was the sequel to both of them you know what i mean yeah they were they were parallel to one another and then and then Glass came and it brought them both together, which is which is great because that's that's the whole purpose of Glass. Yeah. The first 45 minutes is everything split and unbreakable fans wanted. Oh like, Yes, it was. Yeah. So. <laughs> like it was a sequel of the two movies with the main characters going toe to toe. And I, I really loved it. I was very enthralled. Just just as you mentioned, um, I was uh, um, I saw it with my wife and literally, I was loving it. I was at the end of my seat. I was entertained, and I was looking forward to what is Bruce Willis gonna do? What is uh, what is James McAvoy gonna do? Like them encountering one another, and uh-huh. that was that was awesome. But yeah, I, I, like once it hit the once it hit the them getting caught and going into the Sane asylum, it started to
0: take a slight curve, and then it just went off the deep end. <laughs> yeah. It really did. I mean. I like how we got to see what Bruce Willis or David Dunn has been doing for the last 20 years and mm-hmm. how he's just been super hearing around. Yeah, yeah. And I like how his son is, you know, Oracle basically. what yeah, we were talking yeah. about yeah, his <laughs> son is Oracle except Man. not paraplegic. So <laughs> <laughs> his legs work and so And oh, I I don't know like Again,
1: with the shots in the movie, the cinematography was good on this movie. They took a lot of pages from Split. Uh-huh. They had a lot of the close-up perspective shots and the, the the facial shots where you can see all the expressions of the actors. Spencer Trent Clark, man, his eyes are crazy. I don't know. It's like he has no pupils. They're all black. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> and it just freaked me out as I was watching. <laughs> Which one's Spencer Trey? He's the son. He's he's. Oh, he's the he's son. He's Joseph Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. Jeremy, I think it is, or I can't. Yeah, it's remember Joseph. Name. Oh, Joseph. Joseph there you go, yeah. Joseph.
0: So, I was calling him Jeremy all through the Unbreakable. It's in okay. the script, his name is Jeremy. I just want to throw that out there. And in the script, Audrey's name is Megan. So, oh, okay. yeah. So, yeah all right. so, I just want to throw that out there. That's their names in the script. I don't know why they changed it, <laughs> but they did. So, yeah. I mean, I like how he's been super hanging around, and he's really kind of mastered his powers you know for the most yeah for for the the most most part part. yeah 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 yeah. and
1: and honestly i thought that was the best way to do a modern day superhero Uh like i mentioned in unbreakable review that it's not feasible for him to be on the rooftops scoping out for for criminals or just staying late at night and and just trying to find where acts of violence are happening Uh for him to, he has his own security uh, store now, which is great. That means he's doing pretty well for himself. He's got his own business. Yeah. Yeah. And the sheer fact that like, It makes sense for him. His company works with other groups and then they put up security cameras Uh and then the son just wires his computer to all the security cameras so that he can see what's going on. They have, um, they make such a good team too. Yeah. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. And they need each other that, and that's, that's the father, the father, the father son dynamic that, i wanted in unbreakable you know yeah I, as i was talking it just seems so sad and what's what's up with their right. relationship but this it really shows that they have improved they grew together they and they made something like they became what they wanted yeah they, or they became how,
0: a family business and they became close to each other
1: exactly yeah. exactly and it it made a lot of sense i i really like how they put that and uh, And that progression of over the 19
0: years really made a lot of sense. Yeah, it definitely did. And I like how, you know, he labels it as he goes for his walks because he uses, you know, his spidey sense or his instinct yeah, yeah. to figure out what it is that's going on. I mean, we see him sort of beat up that guy in, his, in their house. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, turns yeah, off the That is and the first scene of the movie. Yeah. So, if
1: we go in chronologically, man, those kids were dumb, too. Yeah, they just
0: hit that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Superman punch. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, oh,
1: man... Maybe it's the old guy in me, but I'm looking at that and I think, stupid teenage. Yeah, like,
2: why
0: would you do that? <laughs> I know.
1: When I was younger, when I was in high school and college, I did a lot of stupid things. And I look back and I think, man, I would hate myself. <laughs> yeah. I never
0: Superman or a
1: bunch yeah. of random person. Oh, yeah. When. <laughs> I will say when that happened, when that was a big thing that was uh-huh. going on and people were just punching people. And then I think an old woman shot a kid because... Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> when was this, was this was... I think this was in New York or whatever uh-huh. somewhere. I don't know. But an old... That was the thing. Knocking people out. Like they called it the blackout game or something oh like that. Oh, my God. Where they would just be walking on the street and you just punch a random person as hard as you can trying to knock them out. Well, an old couple... Someone did that to the husband, and the woman had a gun in her purse and then shot the kid. Did he die? I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen that article. Oh, my God. But, <laughs> like, it's just stupid kids doing stupid
0: things. Yeah. <laughs> And, and and I hate that <laughs> I mean go plank just don't punch somebody. Yeah. yeah I'd rather have a kid go plank or something or yeah, do anything plank yeah. is what how many years ago was that man Did I think it, that was when I was in high school yeah so that's basically 2008 to 2012 <laughs> I never planked because I was like why would I why would I do this you're basically
1: like, in 1970 right now. yeah why would
0: I plank anywhere <laughs> and so <laughs> but yeah and then they
1: like and I hate when media do, does this when they start adding memes into <laughs> into movies when the kids yelling at the overseer and, yeah and, uh, he's like i'm gonna salt bay your ass what that doesn't even make sense <laughs> know your memes dog <laughs> if you're gonna put that in your movie at least do a little bit of research make it right or yeah something. that doesn't yeah. make any
2: dang sense
0: <laughs> <laughs> so oh man i like how you know the, even the oracle or son, you know, uh, Joseph, he's investigating the missing the, – the, the disappearance of the cheerleaders. So the yes, yes. That, and that's, yeah. that's the next scene that it goes yeah. into. And so I like how he kind of like – he's able to kind of zone it out. Like they're probably in this area and that's where David Dunn decides, well, I'm going to go do a walk in that area and then just kind of, you know – Pass by people and see what I feel or see what happens, yeah. and, and then, then it right.
1: actually cuts into the next scene, which yeah. is Hedwig and these and
0: these cheerleaders. Oh God! <laughs> I like I really like Hedwig because you get to see Hedwig, you get to see Patricia. Yes, yes. I guess at that point they were actually no, it was Patricia first. It was Patricia they, they, first. Yeah, oh, okay. and he wants a PB and J. Like yeah. exactly, yeah. <laughs>
1: and these girls, they're they're still in their, in their Cheerleader outfits yeah. and all that. You know, trying to I feel like this movie is pandering a lot uh-huh. to to its audience. And that's that's one of my biggest gripes with this movie. And we'll talk about it later as we get further into uh-huh. it. But there were just things that, oh, don't you remember this? Or hey, yeah. in Unbreakable, this happened. Do you like this?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and for that scene is just kind of continuing to pander oh these are uh, the unpure these are they're in their cheerleader outfits
0: they look all prissy and have you know I think what it was because I feel like at that point they're talking to each other so I think Dennis Patricia apparently the Beast hasn't come out in a while Mm. they brought him like offerings it was was three
1: three weeks like this movie takes place three weeks after Split oh okay yes all right Okay. Is probably... it at Three or five, one of
0: those. But it I was just remember, very yeah. recent, very recent. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I feel like, yeah, they were very dialed up as your very impure cheerleader students. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and oh, and yeah.
1: that was an interesting thing, too, though, because I believe still people died because all of a sudden Dennis has this flip. And uh-huh. he doesn't want to kill any pe- anybody right. anymore, which –
0: I, I don't know if you want to talk about that now. I found that very strange. We'll get into it a little bit later. Okay. So yeah, let's So Yeah. Um we see uh I like the scene with Hedwig where uh, Bruce Willis bumps into him. He's just like, sorry, bra. <laughs> <And> like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> No, But
0: even
1: before that, even before that, it's as if M. Night Shyamalan heard our podcast and says, what, Tyler wants James McAvoy to do more dancing and to be into Drake? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> so they have, before before Bruce Willis's character, David Dunn, meets with Hedwig Uh he's in his roller skates and he's just skating around the girls and he's talking about oh I'm in Drake now he's my new man
2: (laughs) man. yeah and
1: he's (laughs) dancing around these girls and then the girls obviously they don't know what's going on they're like stop doing this why are you like this and because they don't know that he has this DID disorder yeah uh, or DID yeah and they try to appeal to him just like um Casey just like Casey yeah. and he says uh, I'm not supposed to know you guys names uh, this is my head week I- I'm not I'm not supposed to know you guys names uh, Patricia says that if I heard your names then I'll get sad
2: Et cetera. <laughs> yeah oh yeah and he
1: lays it on thick with that literally I think M- Et cetera? M- yeah I think M Night Shyamalan said you know what I'm going to ha- I'm going to do this for Tyler Make sure you say et cetera as much as you can. <laughs> <laughs> more et cetera.
0: More et cetera. More dancing. I want to see it all. <laughs> I like how he tells me, he's like, I have a girlfriend too. We yes. So, like, <laughs> <he's just like> <laughs> <laughs> so Hedwig's still very experienced with the ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, it was, it, see, it's that pandering. It's like, oh, this happened in Split. You remember this? <laughs> yeah. It keeps on kind of going back to that. So. Yeah it does a lot of that uh what is it the trying to make the i feel like it kind of does but does with trying to make the audience happy a little bit mm, yeah. but i still feel like it kind of stands as its own a little bit as its own movie somewhat yeah well the thing is
1: though i honestly it, i understand unbreakable was literally how many years ago uh, almost 20 well, 19 almost 20 years yeah ago, 19 yeah. almost 20 years ago so I understand yes they needed to make some connections uh-huh. they needed to bring it fresh into the minds because more than likely people didn't watch Unbreakable like me they didn't right. watch it the same month <laughs> so I understand those are the choices that, that M. Night Shyamalan made but the thing is I don't see a lot of movies that require you to watch the other two movies in order for you to get a basic gist of what's going right. on because because I really feel that it relies heavily on watching Unbreakable and watching Split so uh-huh. that you can fully grasp and grasp all the nuances of this movie. Right, And it's somewhat, what is the word I'm, I'm looking for? It, it segregates your audience. Uh-huh. You need to watch. Uh, you don't need to watch it, but in order for you to fully get all there is for this movie, because I was listening, literally, I was listening to, three other podcasts before recording this so i can refresh my mind and kind of better collect my thoughts and reviews of it is across the board but one of the major one of the major issues that they had is that when they watched the movie like whether it was on the first night of release or whatever they got a lot of the same things where the people around them were trying to – had to explain it to the person that they were with. They were like, oh, so that guy, he has 24 personalities in him, and and that guy, that's his son of him, and they had a bad relationship. And, like, these are things that – it, it kind of sucks that you have to have watched the movie, yeah. other movies. You can kind of infer, oh, okay, that's the son. But you don't see that relationship. Like, uh, in Unbreakable, uh-huh. I'm able to compare their relationship now to how it was in Unbreakable. And I have a better understanding of the movie as a whole. Whereas if someone just watched Glass, they can say, oh, okay, that's cool. There's their father-son team, whatever.
0: Yeah, it's it's one uh-huh. of those weird dynamics, and I feel like it's not like the Marvel movies where majority of people have seen the previous movies too, mm. but they haven't had a you know a twenty year or basically a sixteen year long gap between yeah. Unbreakable and then Split, and then a three year gap between you know <laughs> Split and then Glass. So, oh yeah, yeah, I mean. But I do really like the first two thirds of the movie. Yes, I do me like too. that me first fight scene we get with you know uh, James McAvoy and then Bruce Willis because you know the beasties climbing them all up <laughs> on the walls and everything. They're throwing a heavy table. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> and knocks that chick out like
2: it just slams <laughs> yeah, against. Yeah, man.
0: <laughs> oh. <Gosh. laughs> I, I, I salted her meat you know just <laughs>
1: right right when that white right when that fight scene started I was amped I was ready to go I was like oh man there it's a test of strength they're throwing this table back uh-huh. and forth at one another that's awesome that's really unstoppable cool. force meets an um, immovable object yeah yeah whole thing uh he he saves the girls and and all that
0: more but, or less, one gets beat yeah, up a little bit. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> better, better than getting eaten by the beast. So, but it, <laughs> with the beast, his bread and butter
1: is the squeeze you <laughs> till you die. <laughs> and I just thought that's what he goes for. Yeah. yeah, he's like that. This is one move. This is this is his dance move. This is his his one hit wonder. I'm gonna squeeze him as hard as I can, and that shot. Probably one of the worst shots in the movie. I, I it, 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 it's reminiscent of that steady cam of, of uh-huh. David Dunn carrying his wife up onto the stairs in Unbreakable. But it's this GoPro shot of of just uh, him squeezing, just, and and Bruce Willis just looks mildly like uncomfortable. He's like uh-huh. struggling a little bit. There's not a whole lot of shape, and it's. <laughs> It's kind of a weird shot. I understand what they're going for, and <laughs> it, it's it, it's a little anticlimactic. I wanted him to throw punches. I, was, I would think that within those 19 years, he would have learned how to fight a little more, maybe boxing. I don't care. I don't know. Take a jujitsu jitsu class or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> and he would just dominate and destroy. But I did like he, he
0: uses his head and just jumps out the window. Yeah. That'd, I mean, very good, very good idea. That's how he kills the doctor, or at least that's how uh, the beast kills the doctor and splits. Yes, yes. It. I feel like Hedwig was watching wrestling one day, saw that move, and told <laughs> the beast, "No, just do it this way." Like yeah. And just and just somehow taught it to the beast. Just squeeze them. It's cool. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. So they're fighting. I like that first action scene where they're just throwing the table. They're getting into it, and when they break out of that window. That's when we meet, you know, Sarah Paulson's character and they have the lights, right? And the whole thing with the lights is it can change, you know, uh, the Beast's... Other personalities to where Kevin comes out, or just one of the other personalities comes out. But that's but, not the beast. Real quick, even before that,
1: they had the cameo of M Night Shyamalan.
0: Oh yeah, so he's he the same person from Unbreakable, the same person from Split. Yeah, yeah. and
1: then, again, it's uh, it's that pandering is like, hey, remember me? I was in Unbreakable, yeah. and he had he he, he had to bring I it that up. That guy. Yeah, <laughs> I used to deal drugs. There. <laughs> and honestly, what nineteen years? How are you gonna remember that guy? Yeah, exactly. Really? I mean... How are you gonna remember that guy? <laughs> but I, I, I give it to M. Night Chawalan. He wants to build this universe. Yeah. He wants to have this character does there. He? With the end, uh, yeah. We'll actually, talk about it. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like does he? <laughs> It's it's funny because. You know, Quentin Tarantino does this with his movies. He makes his own cameo. Uh-huh. He plays a part. But with M. Night Shyamalan, it just seemed kind of weird, right? Yeah. They didn't necessarily need. Too much dialogue for him, I think. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I too agree. Too much, like,
0: yeah, just too much of just,
1: that. I think they just need like a nod, like a like a Stan Lee sort of cameo. Yeah. Not too, so much of an actor
0: inside of the entire yeah. movie. Just have them buy a security equipment, and then that's it. Yeah. I mean, make the cameo, but that's it, right? Yeah. There. Say hi or whatever. Don't shake remind a hand. the audience of. <laughs> I was in Breakable. I was the same guy in yeah, Breakable. Yeah, remember, remember that? me? Yeah. <laughs> you were hustling, or you were uh, searching me for drugs, and I just dropped my drug package off. And so, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah. yeah. I like I like the light situation that they do with yes uh, James yes yes boy very interesting um, Mainly because we get to see all those different personality switches. So we get to see more of James McAvoy. Kevin oh, yeah. From, you know, doing, you know, doing what we liked so much in Split, just switching from, clearly switching from personality to personality to personality. And I bet James McAvoy was having a ball with yeah, that. Man. I bet he was. I mean, <laughs> I wonder if he got 24 paychecks. Probably not.
1: But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. And he
0: added more people to his, to his lineup. Well, I... I think in the first or in split, sorry, they he only shows eight of them. Yeah, two. yeah. Well, not added, but he actually he shows more of those personalities. Exactly, exactly. The guy who speaks Spanish, <laughs> Jade. Uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, uh,
1: like a redneck, like country hillbilly or something. Um, a sports fan, some sort of <gasps> beach guy. Yeah, there's there's quite a few yeah. of them, and he just cycles through each of them, and. Like, without missing a beat, he's able to go into these characters. And again, another example of Jane McAvoy's prowess as an uh-huh. actor. And I know I'm gushing these last two episodes. We've been just gushing about James McAvoy, but he's kind of holding the thing together a little yeah, bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually, that was one of my biggest concerns was. This movie was supposed to highlight all three of them. You know, it gives all of them their opportunity to shine in this movie. But really, James McAvoy gets the most screen Mm -hmm. time. And they put on this... They put a lot of focus on the Beast more so than uh, uh, David Dunn
0: or... Especially, uh, I think, David Dunn. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he kind of got shelved a little bit. Yeah, which kind of sucks. It's, It's a little disappointing because you know, yeah, like Mr. Glass or Samuel Jackson and Bruce Willis they kind of started back in Unbreakable but it's a little disappointing we didn't get to see I guess just more of him, whether it was superheroing around or Just more character death in general. Yeah, yeah. And I do like some of the character choices
1: that they made when they're having their little interviews. And Uh uh, what's the doctor's name? Dr. Ellie Staple. I just
0: call her Sarah Paulson because that's uh, From American Horror Story. (laughs) The show I can't decide if I like or if I don't like it, but I watch it every year. Well... That those interactions, you know,
1: he's starting to second guess. And I do – It, it uh-huh. it's very reminiscent of Unbreakable because mm-hmm. he doesn't know. He is not certain if he has ma- magical powers. He's not certain if he has superpowers and it's just bringing him back. Yeah, And he's second guessing all these things. But in all honesty – Uh, David Dunn, that's the hardest one to kind of say, oh, you don't really have superpowers. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Dude, just... (laughs) (laughs) How have you been super hearing around for 20 years and still alive? And you're an older guy. You bench press 500 pounds? Look at you. You weigh maybe, what, 200 pounds? (laughs) (laughs) I really do like that scene where... First of all, when they're in that psychiatric the, the hospital, I'm just like, how is any of this legal? I yeah. have not seen any of them talk to their lawyers. They haven't said they're under arrest or anything. Yeah, man. And I'm just kind of like, when they they try to put that doubt, or she tries, Sarah Paulson tries to put that doubt in their mind, which I don't mind when they're talking in that group therapy session. And we get to see Mr. Glass has been- Very good shot. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh,
1: that whole scene- I, like there's some of the dialogue is a little strange, uh. but it's just visually very pleasing. Yeah, all very three nice. and them just
0: sitting in that room.
1: Yeah, and then and in in that pink room, I didn't know, but apparently, uh, years ago, that used to be a way of treating. Uh, uh, mental patients. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That they would put them in pink rooms and stuff like uh-huh. that because apparently that color, it, like looking at it, just like looking at blue, it uh-huh. makes you more calm or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, like looking at pink
0: kind to yeah like help suppress some of violent urges, right? And we already know the colors of Mr. Glass, split, you know, please, all of them. But please, yeah. repeat it. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> so uh, Mr. Glass is purple, which is the the villain right there. Yeah. David is green. Yes. And then we have uh, Kevin Wendell Crummer, James McAvoy, who is yellow. Yes, And yes. so yellow, I remember, represents madness. I can't remember what purple or green represent. But There,
1: there was, yeah, he, uh, M. Night Shyamalan made a tweet out. The purple was supposed to be of royalty. Okay. That, that what's his name? Elijah, he sees himself as as a uh, as a majestic person, you know, uh-huh. s- someone yeah. higher up, someone uh, of royalty. And then David Dunn, the Green, is supposed to represent uh, life, and he's okay. the protector of life, yeah, the so, overseer, yes, yeah, yes. as they call him in the movie. So, <laughs> which, uh, what do you think about that name?
0: Ah, uh, for a superhero, it's okay. I feel like.
1: Would you give that to to David Dunn or Bruce Willis's character? What what kind of
0: the Guardian? I think the Guardian. Oh the would Guardian's cool probably and, a little bit yeah, better. Yeah. I think I like Guardian better, but that's already a DC one, so they're
1: probably Oh, like, oh yeah. So, <laughs> okay. so, but, uh, yeah, they had to they, something they were like, Hmm. Something that D C hasn't used and Marvel hasn't used. The overseer?
0: <laughs> the Watchman? We're good to go. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> you gotta check those SEOs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I really I really like how in that scene where they're, you know, they're all in that group therapy session, I guess you could say, where Sarah Paulson, she really puts that doubt inside their mind. And I feel like because I even thought about it too, I'm like, do they really have superpowers? Because I like the idea of like, this is all based on a belief system, you know, at least with uh Ke- D- James McAvoy's character and Bruce Willis' character where it's based off that belief system where, you know, they believe they can do these things. So it's easier for them to, you know, bench press 500 pounds, climb the wall. Yeah, yeah. I like kind of that belief system, but then she says, you know, when she pokes holes in their story, she's just like, well, you know, you can climb the walls, but did you know rock climbers can climb that too? Yeah, like yeah. The very top professionals. Are like, this is just a regular guy who has a mental <laughs> disorder. How is it that he's able to do these things? Like, yeah. and it, it's
1: because basically it, she's casting doubt by, by, implanting some ideas yeah. into their mind with David Dunn it's that idea that did you know that are there magicians that are able to read people within an instant yeah, and stuff like that yeah, and, and, he- and then it's like You're no David top professionals can do this. Yeah. Maybe subconsciously you saw that there was clay on his pants and then you put two and two together, you saw that he was acting like a child. Yeah. And with all the news, you you determined that maybe this guy is it. Come on, dog. Yeah. You vividly <laughs> saw a bunch of cheerleaders chained. How can you? How can you <laughs> doubt that? that? That's one of the biggest gripes that I was like, "Uh huh." You can't. Like with David Dunn, y- I think you have the most proof. Like yeah. your life, you living and being a superhero, bending bars, doing all these things. How can you doubt that? You yeah.
0: did it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they poked they poke those holes in the story, though because we recently watched them, just like wait what about when the beast got stabbed by the butter knife or whatever oh, yeah, knife gets, by, gets shot with the shotgun, yeah, the shotgun or bends the bars yeah. and she says well the cartridges are old blah 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 like yeah. they can't be that old and also too if you get shot you get shot yeah like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and he was at pretty close range and you know she tried saying with the pellets Yeah. and then she's like well you know I was able to bend the bars with a wrench and everything Yeah, it's difficult but I could do it but it's she like, had
1: to do he, dog she had, she like, what? needed life yeah that, I, I found that really dumb I took a wrench and i leaned back and i was able to do it you needed leverage yeah. homeboy put his hands in there just over- and that would sheer
0: <laughs> upper body strength Yeah, Doug.
1: go <laughs> there's
0: no workout
1: like that listeners- by the way where you're pulling and <laughs> exactly yeah that's back and arms or whatever listeners out there i don't know go to like uh <laughs> go to just just put up two bars like that and try to bend it <laughs> i don't know it, it's See, this is touching on my major gripe with the movie. It's, I'm all about suspension of disbelief. You tell me the rules of the world and I'm gonna, I'm gonna believe yeah. it. Don't tell me how things are done. Don't try to explain the magic. Just say that magic exists in the world and I'm like, okay, then I will believe that this is magic. And that's one thing that I had the biggest gripe. It's just this, this movie just kept on trying to push and pull, saying, Oh, there's superheroes. But maybe there's not superheroes. And I already got that with yeah. Unbreakable. You've already established that that exists in this world. And now you're trying to tear down these walls. I'm – and that's that, That's what I didn't like uh, about this uh-huh. movie. It just seemed very jarring. It seemed like this movie didn't know – well. Ultimately, in the end, Mm -hmm. it shows everything, and I get that, but it had this, it gave it this illusion that it didn't know what it was trying to do, and then it made me look poorly on this movie because of it.
0: We talked about it a little bit in Unbreakable and Split, where it has. It's definitely not as bad as this movie, where it's that balance issue. Yes. How fantastical should we be? And yes. then how grounded to real life should we be? And I feel like Split and Unbreakable, after seeing Glass, of course, you know, they balance it really well. I feel like with Glass, they went down the rabbit hole, but they couldn't decide which direction to go in. Yeah, and yeah. So, they were just teetering around yeah, the edge. And so I, if, and basically, I like the idea of, you know, established doubt, you know, in these people that they aren't superheroes, whatever it is. But then the twist happened. We'll talk about it later. But I mean, they're in that room. They, they get that doubt. And I think it hits, it affects, because, you know, Elijah's just there, you know, being brain, you know, pretending to be brainless. Uh, spoiler alert. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't think it's, it, what is this? Samuel L. Jackson doesn't talk
1: until minute 90 of this wow. movie. Yeah, It's insane, man. Yeah, <laughs> And I mean, he's the lead role for this. or uh, Top yeah, billing. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's the name of the movie. Yeah, it? he's top yeah, billing so, of this I mean, of I movie. I don't mind that part right there. I like how, you know, the Beast or the Horde, they're, and even David, they're kind of shattered by, like, well, regular people can do this. And I think, you know, absolutely right. There's some balance issues. And it's like, you know, kind of pick direction, you know, And if their powers are based on belief system, maybe that's why they did that. But yeah, so as far as that goes, you know, David really gets – he really gets shaken up by it. He's like, can I even do these things? Yeah. Same thing in my head. Like how have you been, you know, being a vigilante for 20 years and you're not getting any younger, but yet you can still throw guys around like they weigh nothing who are in their 20s or 30s. And what I don't understand is – if he doesn't
1: have superpowers, why did they put all those water hoses in yeah, his room?
0: Exactly. Why are you gonna specialize their you know what I mean, why are you gonna you know, uh make these jails specific? yeah. If they don't have powers, don't then yeah. they shouldn't be able to open yeah. the doors. <laughs> why do the water, if you don't believe that this guy is in super strength, why put the light in there? Yeah. I mean, I get. I mean he would still be considered a dangerous guy. Yes, right? yes. Yeah. So just don't so, put anyone there, put an intercom or something. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of with that. The security in this hospital is, is terrible. Is so <laughs> bad. We see two guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, two guys, and then one security
1: guard that's just at the door, and then they both die. But I, there was one scene that we skipped over: the attendant when he comes in to feed or give give food to James McAvoy's character uh-huh. to to. Oh yeah, and then
0: he's. Jade, I think. Yeah, Jade's uh, yeah, seducing. And Jade <laughs> is
1: seducing, him, and Homeboy is falling for yeah, it. Yeah, it's like uh, I like and your whatever your sexual preference, whatever that's fine. But he's mentally ill. Yeah, exactly. You know that
0: it'd be very illegal. He wouldn't be. <laughs> what if it switches to Hedwig midway?
1: You yeah, know what I mean,
0: like, what are you gonna do? You read the
1: file. You know
0: what's going on.
1: Homeboy, wh- why are you falling for this? And
0: the whole thing with the li- I like the lights because. You know, once again, like we talked about, we see the different personalities. Yes, yes. Why don't you just, like, cover your eyes and then, like... I kind of let it slide because I like seeing all the different personalities. Yeah. But I'm like, wait, you have, like, a sheet over there. Why don't... Or you could just put your hands over your eyes and maybe just ran (laughs) through the door as you're the beast. I don't know. It's just,
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. And the scene of just Hedwig just going from one end of the room and then just running as fast as he can, trying to get to the lights before they go off and then him switching
0: off. It's hilarious. Uh, I do like how, when we finally get to listen to Mr. Glass speak, you know how he's kind of been, you know, I like the movie shows a good job of just how smart he is at least up to a certain point, I would say. Especially how he's been faking it. He's been kind of hiding his medicine. Yeah, um, yeah. How he's kind of doing this plan to get the beast on his side. How he sabotages the machine that doesn't make you super. You know what I mean? That kind of basically gives you a lobotomy. To yeah. Try to say, You'll yeah. be the same person. That's a lobotomy. You're not going <laughs> to be the same person. Like, you know, <laughs> they already did those in
1: 1960s. Yeah, was... <laughs> <laughs> I remember because I, I was doing some research on it. And it was some crazy stuff. It was... Why are they allowing it right now? <laughs>
2: Yeah, it, that's
0: the whole point. Is it didn't work then, illegal? it's not going to work now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but oh,
1: so God. one of the strange things was the supporting characters. I oh, my gosh. I I just felt that what are they doing? What are they, what are they trying yeah. to do? What are they, what is M. Night Shyamalan, What is, I know it's supposed to fit into this yeah. bigger scope of things, but I don't
0: understand what their role is in and the movie. They kind of team up together too. Yeah. And I'm just going to kind of jump somewhat ahead, you know, I call him kind of like in my notes, I call him like the B-character team. <laughs> um, you know, I really like Casey's dynamic with uh, James McAvoy. Yes. And Atated Joy. I, I still, agree. I still I enjoy agree. that. I enjoy um, David's son and their dynamic. Yes, I enjoy yes. him with that. I enjoy, you know, Casey and Kevin. And, you know, I even enjoy with uh, Samuel Jackson and his mother, that dynamic too. Yeah. But then when all three of them kind of team together, and especially that, we'll, we'll kind of get a little bit more towards the end, but when they start talking about comic books, it just sounds ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It sounds, well, in this issue, it was like this. It's like, okay, but that's
2: it's, like, it's it's the just, craziest it just sounds thing. so bad. It's like, just
1: so, in- and with that, just you bringing that up. That's let's specifically- just jump all over the place. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just jump all over the place. <laughs> when, when the mom is talking about, oh, in the limited edition version, they need to have this show off, a showdown or whatever, yeah. between this, between the hero and the villain. It's, and the mother is saying this, saying this to the kids, and it's as if the mother is trying to talk to the audience and say, "Hey, I know that things are crazy you like right comic now, books, right, yeah. guys?
0: You guys yeah. like comic books? That's why you're here." Like- yeah, but, but
1: I think she's trying. It's it's kind of like she's breaking the fourth wall and explaining the plot because everyone's confused. Like you know, the audience is confused. No one knows what's going on, and the mother's saying, "Oh, uh, Uh, I know everything is confusing right now, but don't hate the movie just yet. This is what happens in in comic books. (laughs) I feel
0: like they kind of think their audience, they they try to, I think they were trying to dumb it down for the audience, people who are there, like my girlfriend who hasn't seen the other movies, you know? (laughs) And I'm just like, well, you know, I can understand that, but I would assume that because you have such a long break between these movies, most of the people watching this movie are fans of Unbreakable or fans... You know what I mean? Fans of M. Night Shyamalan in general. So... I really don't like when they all start talking about comic books other than maybe Elijah or maybe the Elijah I almost called Elijah Wood Daniel <laughs> Jackson character, Mr. Glass when he talks about it he's able you know he kind of he pulls it off very well yeah because it does sound ridiculous but he does pull it and, off and, and that's part of his character
1: yeah that's, that's part of the is. reason why he's in the insane yeah. asylum and I understand that but then the, the strange scene when Casey and and Joseph head to the comic book store and then start doing research yeah At the comic book store and start reading different things. What? Why? Yeah. What? What is is the reason for that? And, I. I, I, But let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Character team. Be. So. So when when I saw that that Casey or. I, Anna Taylor Joy Anna, Anna Taylor Joy yeah. I, I did not uh, like I feel like I'm not giving her the, uh, the amount of praise that she did she did a great job yeah. in Split and she did a great job in this movie mm-hmm. and I was very happy to see that she was in this movie because I thought that it would expound a little bit more about, like you know, to clear up some of that ambiguity yeah. that was at the end of Split with her. She dumped uncle. her uncle. Yeah. yeah, which is great, and absolutely, and I'm I'm very happy about that. She's with foster parents, and, and stuff. they seem
0: like there's there's other kids there too. Yes, she yes. Seems like she's in a much better environment. Yeah, and but
1: the strange thing is, why is she so empathic towards James McAvoy's
0: character? I or, mean, my reasoning from it was that. She she sees James McAvoy's character. I think because she saw Kevin, and when she saw, because when Kevin first woke up, and he it's been two years since he's been awake. I think she kind of felt sympathetic towards him because you know he came from family of abuse, so did she. And I didn't mind that dynamic towards him that she was able to kind of pull Kevin to the light, and just because when Kevin finally saw her and he finally woke up again, and you know she he sees that she made it out okay. So I don't mind that kind of character dynamic. And I also like how Hedwig's, how Hedwig is uh, when when she sees that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when Hedwig comes to the light, He's like, "Are you love?" Li- <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Are you crying? crying, crying, he's crying,
0: crying, crying pussy. <laughs> he calls. He calls Kevin a pussy. Hedwig calls Kevin a pussy. Yeah. And then he sees that uh, Casey is touching his arm. He's like, oh, "Do you like Kevin?" <laughs> oh man.
1: Like Hedwig is definitely the comic relief oh, in this movie. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> but. Again, it's, it's just that idea that they had very little contact in the movie yeah. Split, Yeah. And it, I don't know. I felt like there was undertones of like this love story that you know, was I developing. I that too. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought it was very strange and, yeah. and out of character for her. Because throughout the movie of Split, she I, – I don't know. She didn't have this sense of empathy. And, and, yeah. And then – I I was trying to reason it that maybe because of this traumatic this traumatic event that yeah. happened in her life it gave her the courage to turn in her yeah. uncle and now she's accrediting the strength that she found to go to turn in her
0: uncle to James McAvoy's mm. character but still that's a stretch in my I opinion mean, I think she relates most with Kevin and I think that you know because she kind of came from that abuse and so did he That you know that might have been a path that she could have gone down as well. You know, if mental health hit her and everything, and she experienced all that abuse, or you know, yeah, that 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 she sees that that easily could have been her. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, I don't mind it, and I kind of I can kind of see where it feels out of element right there. But I, in my head, when I was watching the movie, I'm just like, well, if anybody could marry, you know, Kevin Wendell Crown, it'd be. Anna Taylor Joy because she knows how to handle each personality. You know, she knows how to talk to each single personality and bring, you know, bring Kevin back to the light. But it did kind of feel a little out, out of left field.
1: Yeah, it. yeah. And so, what is that? Joseph's character meets with um, Dr. Ellie. Dr. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dr. Ellie Staple. Uh-huh. And... Trying to get David Dunn out of uh-huh. this same asylum, he's practicing in this car. He has his little notebook, and he's just running through the script in his mind. Goes in, and she's just she's not buying. Yeah, she's not buying. <laughs> she's bullet point by bullet point, just disassembling yeah. his argument. And he's like, "Well, as you can see, he doesn't belong here." And I think, honestly, he did a really good job. Yeah, uh, Spencer. Spencer Treat Clark, right? He did a good job. I just the thing is, is just I don't understand why their characters are there. I yeah, I can see why at that point. I, yeah, 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 I I see that that, that dynamic they have to the main characters separately, uh-huh. but when they start teaming up and doing their own like uh, storyline, it just seems very
0: strange. The B characters. I mean, <laughs> I like I like them when they're all. Working with the dynamic of their significant, you know, their family member, whatever it is. But, yeah, it feels completely out of left field. And I don't know why Joseph didn't get a lawyer. Like, (laughs) just get walk in (laughs) there with a lawyer. You know what I mean? Like, that's – I mean, you have the security company. That's immediately the first thing I would do. Guilty, innocent, I'm getting a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: she, the doctor, tries to convince him that maybe he's – He does believe it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That he's he's, – putting his own perspective on it and thinking too highly of his dad. And then he cuts to a scene when they're inside of the gymnasium and people are playing basketball. And then there's this this weightlifter that is pushing like four or five plates on each side. (laughs) And the one thing that went through my mind was – why do they have a set of weights next to the basketball court? All open and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the stupidest thing. Home. Anyone could get, like, that dude. Uh-huh. A stray ball comes in, he loses
0: concentration, boom, his <laughs> head gets chopped up. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's true. Why? It's such a weird rec center gym. But... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just oh, weird man. little details that I'm yeah. seeing. So, I mean, as far as order, I mean, I don't mind that Mr. Glass and, uh, split or you know the beasts team up and everything and because at that point they each have their own little or at least david and james mcavoy they have their doubt about whether they can do these things yeah i feel like mr glass he kind of he gets both of them to believe again because yes. he talks to you know he talks to james mcavoy and he's like i want to know if the stories about the beast are true mm. and then of course they're like are you fragile is it true it's like yeah it's it's true. I'm very mm-hmm. fragile. And I like how even when, of course, later on in the movie, when David's in his steel, you know, in his steel kind of cage, you know, it's Mr. Glass who gives him that kind of pep talk. Yeah. So yeah. where it's like, if you can't get out of here, then I don't know who, you, you know, I mean, I don't know who you are. Yeah. You're not the same person who survived that train ca- train crash all those years ago. You know, it's like, there's and, a reason you can do these and things. that was a really good scene. Yeah, honestly. it really was. Samuel L. Jackson does a really good job with
1: his uh-huh. character. And it's very reminiscent of, of Unbreakable. Like, some of the crap that he's saying is, like, batshit crazy,
0: but... He pulls it off. Yeah, yeah. he
1: he's dedicated, he's fully in it, and he, you really believe that he is... That is his thought process. Yeah. that's what's going through his mind. why why don't we talk about that? like uh-huh. when when Mr. Glass starts moving around, like literally, I uh-huh. got excited again. yeah, same here. yeah, I, I was like, yes, let's go back to the first forty five minutes of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> break
2: him out and
0: let's do this all uh-huh. over again. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: I mean, I was I really liked how they showed his intelligence throughout that whole entire, you know, that kind of second act. You know how he's moving around, and you know how he knows the schedule of the staff. He yes, knows yes. everything because I mean he's been there for only twenty years, but still, you
1: know. Like. And and
0: and that's something that I like that
1: they did in this movie that mm-hmm. we both. That we both felt in Unbreakable, that they kind of subdued a, a little bit, is that they didn't really show the intelligence of of Elijah.
0: Not to that extent. Yeah, yeah. But this one, how
1: it is. they really break it out. He starts coding. He goes into this the security room and starts moving uh-huh. things around and looking up things, and and he knows how. To, that laser, though, that laser, <laughs> really. I'm just going to pull out this very obvious piece,
0: and yeah. now it doesn't work it, but they'll never know. They'll never – no <laughs> one knows how the laser works. <laughs> no one in the staff of two people and a couple security guards, we pay 10 an hour. But <laughs> but uh, I think one of the re- – like we talked about it before where the B characters – well, I don't want to call them B characters. I'll call them B team, where the B team of Casey and the, the mother and the son – you know, it doesn't work when they talk about the comic book movies or when they talk about just comic book rules in general. It Just because I think from Unbreakable, it's Samuel Jackson or Mr. Glass who kind of sets those rules into place. And I think that's why it makes the most sense or it feels like Mm. the most realistic when he says it. Yeah, Because he kind of set that foundation. He set those rules in place, you know, kind of for the other movies. And so, but when they talk about it, it's like, I don't know. It's just, we talked (laughs) about it before, but yeah, I like how he kind of sets the rules and I like his pep talk with both of them
1: definitely definitely and uh, I'm just I'm just expounding more on what you just said but I I completely agree it's uh, even with those two movies it's kind of like Samuel Jackson is trying to ground everyone once again. Yeah. Come on, remember Unbreakable, remember Split. This is what we're doing, yeah, right?
2: Exactly. <laughs> Forget about what that doctor's saying.
0: This is what we're doing. David's all sad. <laughs> I don't have powers. What are you talking about? I blew up a trailer, I derailed a train for you, and you're telling me you don't have powers? Like, <laughs> so I mean,
1: oh, oh man, but... oh, and <laughs> Hedwig does his dance again (laughs) Um, for, uh, he breaks him out. He, uh yeah, they, they have this whole plan. Um, he's, he meets with, he meets with, um, with Patricia, Uh uh, and, and Hedwig and all that stuff. And he says tomorrow night, we're going to break out. I would like to meet with the beast. And, and then it shows the genius of of Elijah uh-huh. where he you know messes with the security cameras right. and all of that stuff. The, the, yeah, the, yeah uh, deletes some of the uh, deletes him going around to the uh-huh. different rooms and then he kind of and then records himself just doing circles in the main lobby and stuff like that and he had it all planned out that they're going to see that they're going to give him an injection they're going to do the procedure uh-huh. and they're going to think that every thing is all nice and has a nice little bow on it. Right. But then he breaks the glass on his picture and kills that terrible, terrible attendant.
0: (laughs) I like how just kind of jump ahead a little bit, even that's what we're doing the whole thing, is, uh, when the second guy comes in to relieve him, he notices his sandwich is getting kind of moldy. There's flies around. Him. Yeah, yeah. And then you can clearly see that there's a guy and there's blood laying in the, <laughs> the bag. Yeah. And it's like, should I call someone? Should I hit a button that sends like an alert or something? Absolutely not. I should go check this out myself.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm just like... Terrible, terrible security, terrible <laughs> attendees. But, um, can't yeah. agree with you more. But <laughs> I, when he breaks him out, Hedwig
1: says, Man, I feel so happy I could dance. And then Elijah says, Well, go ahead. Go
2: ahead. Yeah. <laughs> he starts
1: dancing and he does what Elijah does, what you wanted to do uh-huh. in Split, where he gives him
0: Applause. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how he kind of appeals to each of his personalities. Yes, like yes. Mister Guy comes out and he's talking about something, you know. And uh, of course, you know, Mister Glass is able to finish whatever he's quoting and all this. Oh stuff. yeah, he yeah. yeah. To each and every single personality. And again, the country it, one. Like <laughs> again,
1: it's showing his intelligence, showing his ability to to uh, deal with the situation. That's what I was thinking about earlier as I was listening to the other podcast. The fan theory about persuasion. Oh, okay. I really wish that was true. I really wish that
0: he had that ability so uh-huh. that he could, like, because, I mean, he does persuade the beast to go on his side. True. Yeah. True. That, to a point, <laughs> but if if it was real and he actually
1: they incorporated it into the movie yeah think about him persuading the doctor think about him like making that's true yeah just persuading the different attendants and stuff making having more of a puppet master role yeah. in the
0: entire thing making him believe that he's been brain dead or you know drugged out
1: yeah yeah and i i thought that would really add more to the movie like it could have made a totally different turn if if what is that glass or i keep on uh, elijah samuel Uh Jackson's character he was persuading everyone even the doctor and he was like puppeteering everything where and basically the beast and david dunn are locked in this insane asylum Uh and glass or and uh Elijah is running the show in in the background. Yeah, but, I
0: think that would have definitely maybe, or I would say it would let the movie flow a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, that would have been, I feel like at this point, any twist would have been better than the twist we got. <laughs> but I really like that idea as a twist. Like, you know, that's kind of been his... It's not that he's super smart; it's that he's very persuasive, and it kind of you know goes hand in hand with his cognitive abilities that he can do those things, and that's his his actual power is the persuasion mm. of people. So, I mean, that would have been really nice. <laughs> the
2: movie got but L- yeah. L- L- when oh, we when
1: we go into their plan. Yeah, so he so- sees that magazine there while he's setting everything up and freeing uh-huh. everyone. And he has this. You want to have
0: a showdown in a public place? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Somewhere Which, the world can see it. And again, it's it's feeding to his delusion that this is what they always do in comic books. The superhero has to fight the supervillain in an open area where uh-huh. everyone can see, so that they can plaster their faces all around on media and all over the place. So he sees this magazine for the Osaka Tower, yeah, or something some like big that.
0: tower getting built and in public, right? like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and then so he has this plan and that's when he gets on an intercom to to david dunn's room and tells him hey we're gonna do this and lo and behold there's a chemical processing plant inside yeah. that tower i may make it. that's what i'm explode. gonna do
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and he's like people are going to die if you don't do something about it and man it's Again, it's that uplifting. Thanks, yeah. Samuel Jackson.
0: Thanks, Dad, for lifting me up yeah. and giving me the courage to break down this door. <laughs> I mean, I do like the I do really like the pep talk, like what we talked about before, where, you know, because I mean, Mr. Glass did kind of create him in this sort of, you know, he did kind of create him because if he wouldn't have derailed the train, he probably would have gone the rest of his life without really knowing because it's him who kind of puts that idea in his head like maybe you're not just a regular person maybe you are actually like way above average but i do really like that pep talk of you know you're not the person you got to break through this door or you're just what did i derail that train for yeah 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 and of course you know when he's when he's going through it or punching it he's actually making dents into it yeah yeah man
1: (laughs) and again it's just that's just a really good scene
0: in general yeah so i mean they break out of there. So, you have the Beast. You have Mr. Glass together. And then, of course, the Beast, you know, he squeezes that orderly. Yeah. <laughs> he does the squeeze move. Samuel Jackson has to get his suit. He yeah, has to get his purple suit. suit. <laughs> Non-negotiable. <laughs> so, I like that. I like how they're traveling down. And the Beast is, of course, throwing these other orderly... Or the security who tried to stop them and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. He tells them to go through the basement, yeah. which
0: is... Part of Elijah's plan. <laughs> now, one thing about the beast transformation, do you think it works in daylight? Because there's that scene where David sees the beast. And of course, we kind of skipped over a little bit, but the beast and David, they have this confrontation with each other because the horde, they want to know immediately throughout the whole movie, they want to know who that person is because he went toe to toe with the beast. Oh, and yes. All very yes. like. Who's that man who can handle the beast? They yeah. want to know who he is, and I guess the beast wants to prove that he can, you know, take down David Dunn. And in that scene, when they're, you know, they're willing, you know, he's wheeling uh, Mr. Glass outside, yeah. and they see each other across the kind of across the board across yeah, the yeah. yard. he uh, gets yeah. out, he transforms into the beast. And um, I don't know how well it works in daytime. <laughs> at first he's just like, Aah! and then he comes out, and it's like, okay,
1: and yeah. <laughs> I so. That that one scene that was such a real that's a good shot. It's not feasible. Like honestly, again, stupid security. Why would you do that? Why would you put two people that you hate open both doors at the same time so that they can see each other? You don't do that. That's against violations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whatever security you have, terrible, F minus. But that shot when they both see each other. Just drew the through the doorway, frames it very well. Uh-huh. They both react the same way; they jump up to attention yeah. and
2: it, stare it, each other down. Yeah, yeah,
1: very good shot. Very good shot. And it does, like you said, really build up. They want to know who this person is. Yeah, yeah. So. They
0: really do. Who went toe to toe with the beast? Which I feel like that dynamic does work. But then again, that's in the first half of the movie. Um, but we're getting towards the end of it yeah. and,
1: uh, <laughs> uh, one thing, I, one thing I want to say when they show the beast the first time I have it here in my notes and I, I wrote this down and I didn't know what I, why I wrote it down. Uh-huh. But now I remember I put them traps, his traps are oh. huge, man. <laughs> so veiny. Oh yeah. <laughs> so veiny.
2: Veins. <laughs> so big.
1: The homeboy was working out like crazy. <laughs> his traps are insane. <laughs>
0: Those traps for days. Yeah, so. man. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, yeah, David Dunn you know what breaks... It is? What's up? It's the dog run. That's how he gets the traps. Because he's,
2: oh, yeah. he's doing it's the gotta dog be. run.
0: It's all in the dog run. Yeah, you're doing shrugs, not yeah. hot yoga, dog <laughs> run, shake weight, all of it.
2: Like, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. But, but, that dog run. <laughs> uh, so... Samuel Jackson gets a suit. Yeah. Uh, the beast is there. They're in the courtyard afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, one thing uh, when he's fighting against the security, uh-huh. I really like that scene as well, where it's Patricia and it, um, Patricia tells Elijah that just keep on rolling as soon as the attendants pass you, and then she turns back to walk away and she's just whispering to herself, "I believe, I believe, oh yeah, I believe," and then she turns into the beast. Very good scene. Yeah. Very good scene. And then those dudes get wrecked yeah. in the background. He just throws them, just yeah. throws them like nothing. And it's, it's, again, a good shot. The focus yeah. is on Elijah. Yeah. And in the back, out, just slightly out of focus, mm-hmm. you see the beast just laying waste right
0: to these guys, dudes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why, like we talked before, I like the idea that this might be based on a belief system. Mm. Because, you know, that's her whole thing. I believe, I believe. You know, she keeps on like, kind of telling herself. Yes, yes. And it's Patricia. She's the one, I think, who summons the beast. Because even in Split, you know, she's always the one who, mm. who summons the Beast. Yes, so I think yes, yes. Yeah. her. So the Beast is somehow connected through Patricia. But, you know, I want to talk about like when they're, they're at that courtyard scene and they're kind of going toe-to-toe with each other or even kind of before they go toe-to-toe with each other and the Beast finds out that his that Kevin's dad was on David's train which yes, is the yes, one that yes. Mr. Glass derailed and, and that was a fan theory yeah. in,
1: in Split they called it like yeah. way back when Split came out and, and yeah. i i literally have it fan
0: theories ruined it yeah <laughs> so i mean and they kind of shoehorn DID in there cuz you see like his dad he's like oh, got my DID pamphlet and of course you know he never <laughs> comes back from that train accident yeah yeah and uh yeah they really shoehorn that in there but I like how the Beast thanks Mr. Glass for creating him. Yeah. And then he says, you can't protect Kevin. And and it kind of calls back to that thing where they all just want to protect Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he wrecks them. And And during
1: that moment, that's when the Beast Squad comes on scene. And I wrote it right here. Everyone comes right when it happens and it's way too convenient, really. Yeah. It's just a lot of things at this moment A lot of things just, all right, this is what we're going to do now, guys. Let's take a whole bunch of spaghetti,
0: throw it on the wall, and whatever sticks, sticks we're going to just put it out there. Because even Joseph, he's just like, back in comics, it's when the villain has a master plan, and then he tells him, yeah. your dad died on the train like <laughs> literally everyone is so
1: enlightened like everyone knows what's going on immediately they don't even try to have a feign of doubt except whether or not they have powers but yeah. when when someone makes a move they're like oh this is why. Here's – I read this in comic books or, or oh, we need to go here at this moment. Everything is just so convenient. Everyone is so enlightened. They know what's going on. There's not a shred of doubt in their mind. And it's just – that's – I can't
0: suspend my disbelief for uh-huh. that. <laughs> I mean, same thing anybody who's been watching these movies since Unbreakable. Maybe not when it first came out but later on and then Split – they know that, you know what I mean? They have an idea what's going to happen. Or even if they didn't know about, you know, Kevin's dabbing on that train, they know David Dunn survived that train accident yeah, and yeah. that Mr. Glass caused it. So yeah. it's kind of like. You don't have to dumb down your audience that much. Yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> if they are watching this third installment where there's been like a 20-year gap between movie one and this one, you know, they're going to be keeping up with it, at least for the most part. Yeah. So. And and <laughs> I mentioned it last
1: review and Split. It's that show, don't tell. They yeah. did a lot of telling oh, in this movie. Too much.
0: Yeah. Too yeah. much <laughs> of it. So, I mean, like, even... Because they, they include a lot of old footage from that was cut from. Yes, Breakout. actually, I really liked yeah. that. I really liked it too, but I felt like sometimes it was a little too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I think mainly just the the train accident one. I was yeah.
1: wondering, I was wondering how they got that shot early in the movie where it's it's
0: yeah the guy, the kid
1: uh, Joseph, yeah, and he's young, and I'm like. Did did they, aging technology yeah. these days, did, 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 they, <laughs> did they CG that? And then I
0: read up on it, and then it was a deleted yeah. scene, and that's awesome. I think that's oh, yeah. great. Oh, yeah. I mean, because before we did Unbreakable, I read the script for it, and as soon as the scene's happening, I'm like, oh, I read this in the script. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. I felt like it was too much, so I'm just oh, like, okay. okay, I read this in the script. I know it's a deleted <laughs> scene that wasn't, like, you know, posted anywhere, yeah. and so I'm like, okay, I guess they filmed it. They just didn't include <laughs> it. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's where I feel like Maybe that's just because I read the script. I'm like, oh, I know how this turns out because mm-hmm. I read it. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I, I will say that last fight scene, like I
1: even called it for my wife. My wife watched it with me and I said, they're not going to make it out of the parking lot. Everything's going to happen in the front yard of this right. mental institution. And and. The fight, it just seemed weird. You know what it what it seemed like to me? It seemed like a bunch of kids, they were like, oh, you know what? Let's film a movie and we're going to have an awesome fight scene. Where are we going to film it? Well, uh, we can do my front yard if you want. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it just like... Backyard it, wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it, it just seemed very... <laughs> like, we need this is a superhero movie we have to have this big climactic fight between the superhero and the supervillain uh i guess we'll do it in the front yard of this mental institution i mean
0: i don't mind it being in the front yard of the mental institution but it's just same thing i think it's the balance issue yeah they were going down the rabbit hole and they weren't sure which direction to go in fantastical or just keep it grounded as much as possible. Yeah. Try to do both, and and in all yeah. all throughout that time, everyone's just standing there. The B group is just standing
1: there what is that Elijah is just yeah. sitting there what are these people doing
0: well well oh, I think Elijah got messed up at that point Yeah. no, well, yeah. no before that though oh, you know, oh, yeah. but
1: before that because the, the girls were inside uh-huh. of the van and they were throwing each other at, at the van do you remember that yeah I remember they were throwing each other oh, yeah they are yeah. throwing each other at the van and then they were trying to wrestle each other and stuff like that and literally Elijah's just watching this happen the B movie the, not the B movie the, the B support characters are just there and I don't know. It just seemed very stilted and very weird. And then the police come, and David Dunn throws those police officers inside of the storage unit. Yeah. And, what a stupid thing. Uh, like, well, like I understand whatever. Bends the bar, yeah. Right? Why does he have to bend the bar? Well, like to keep them away from him and stuff. And but he says, "I'm trying to protect you guys." alright, whatever. I'll let you do whatever you, you want. You know what's funny? <laughs>
0: if you would've just left
1: the bar in there,
2: you yeah. still would've kept the- <laughs> didn't exactly. have it.
1: bar you're You're definitely right. You're- <laughs> why did he have to bend it? And he didn't even like bend it into a knot yeah. or anything. He yeah. just kind of curves it.
0: <laughs> why didn't you pick up one of the pipes and just use it against the bees? Like, why- <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's where I'm talking about where I was writing this out last night. I'm just like, I need to watch this movie again because I don't know how to feel about this third act. But like, there's that whole scene where they're in the water, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've heard it before. It's like, learn how to swim. Why don't you learn how to swim? <laughs> yeah, 19 like, years. Just learn how to swim. Take a swimming <laughs> lesson. Like, and so he breaks out of there. And I think this is what you're talking about with the rules of the universe. Cause, I thought that if he just, like, drank water too fast or just got it in his system somehow, he could easily drown from water. He even just drinks, like, too much of it or gets too much water. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, okay. Water's a weakness. But, but in this movie... It's, it's just water in general hurts yeah, him, I guess? It's or makes kryptonite. Him yeah. yeah. If he's in water, it just weakens him in general, which I felt like was not something that was established at all. I agree. And yeah. then what happened to Elijah's weakness with water, too? I yeah. guess they're just throwing that out there. Don't even yeah.
1: Well, well his weakness is literally everything. That's
0: true. <laughs> and but, water. And <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> but I, I I agree with you. That's one thing that I I didn't understand. Hmm when they had those hoses going on was he opening his mouth in, in yeah because they had to subdue him that first time when he catches eyes with James McElvoy's character uh-huh. and the next shot you see is that his room was filled with water and then he's just spitting out water and stuff was he just did he just have his mouth open the whole time yeah, why didn't you learn how to have the whole
2: job? <laughs> yeah just just
1: calm down. Close your mouth and your nose. You can be
0: underwater and not <laughs> swallow water.
1: <Like. laughs> I don't know. And then they make that shot very clear. There, again, a huge pothole. Why is
0: there? A- <laughs> he was just dunking his head. <laughs> yeah.
1: First of all, they need to fill that pothole. It, it, yeah. It's in the parking lot. That can cause some like structural damage to someone's car. But at the oh, same time, goodness. they make it very clear that once the tank. O- uh-huh. like, blows open. The water goes in there. And they're going to drown him in a
0: puddle. The strongest it's
2: man in the world. <laughs> like,
0: and I think it's funny how the guy who's doing it to him, he's just dunking his head. Like, <laughs> yeah. giving him a swirly. Yeah. Just dunking him in there. I'm like, at this point, why don't you just have, like, water balloons and water guns, like, just in the storage unit and, like, use and, that on him. Like, and, why? <laughs> and the twist. The oh, twist.
1: Where he touches their hand yeah but but this is the thing though she's like the, the way the doctor is reacting it's like give me your hand as if she's trying to save yeah. him and it's like a swat guy who's dunking him yeah yeah he's not drowning he's not falling off of a cliff why are you acting like that you could have just said i uh, at the end of of unbreakable i respect the way that that elijah shakes his hand yeah. because
0: it's him revealing to him on
1: purpose. Exactly, yeah. And and the way that he says it, he says, well, I guess it's time for you to shake my hand. Yeah. As if to say, once you touch my hand, you're going to know exactly what I do, uh, what I did, and we will yeah. become moral enemies. It's time for
0: us to actually meet. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And, and I really like that. I, I didn't like it before, but after understanding more of right. the mythos and the whole universe as a whole, I really like it. And this one, she's tr- she, to the very end. She's acting like, "Oh, I'm trying to
0: help you. Yeah. I'm trying to." I think when she does that, because of course the big twist is that she's a part of a secret organization, and they know about the existence of superheroes uh-huh. because they meet. In, <laughs> they meet in restaurants, which it's like you know you could have like a chat group or you know you can yeah. meet at a Starbucks. You know, I yeah, use Slack with my yeah, group. <laughs> I mean, there's all these ways, but they meet at a restaurant. And it's like one person leaves, they close it, and then everyone in the restaurant is in on it. And so <laughs> And I, I just wish that
1: they had like Grubhub or Postmates. Someone comes in and is like, I gotta pick up for Daryl and they're in the middle of their they meeting. Just kill
2: him, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean like you you got the secret organization which consists of a wide variety of people yeah the uh, the illuminati or whatever and they're just like we've known about the existence all that stuff and their whole i guess met that's the twist there's a secret organization and what they do is they try to convince them that they're not superheroes and if that doesn't work then i guess they just kill them yeah and this is the part that confuses me because she touches his hand right and then it shows like oh the big twist which there could have been a million better twists than that. Like, (laughs) oh, they were superheroes the whole time. Wow, really? It's not like we saw that in Split or Unbreakable at all. Yeah, yeah. We already knew that. You're showing us something we already know. And so, they show the secret organization, all that stuff. And then she goes over to Mr. Glass, Samuel Jackson, and tells him, you know, he was right. Yeah. You know, she was right. Take solace in this. this. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, take some peace while you're dying that, you know, you were right about this the whole time. Which, I don't mind her telling him that, but... She talks about how there's always two of them. How there's always two of them that gets born. One of you gets born. Another one gets born at the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. What's going on with Kevin? Because he's number three. Like, <laughs> then why, the why is there a third? Then there's another. <laughs> is there another un- like breakable person out there? That- there's a guy with no personality. <laughs> he's the other end. Zero personality. He's a vegetable. But he's super strong. <laughs> <laughs> just, that's, that's the thing. I'm just like. Okay, you say there's two of them, but why is there? Never mind. Yeah. And and I
2: I don't know, man. It's
1: uh, she she tells him this and then she tells them that it doesn't matter whether they're good or bad. We don't pick sides. And it's it's that turning the mirror up against society. It's like that political climate sort of thing where to quell the masses, you convi- you convince the populace that they're not more than that they are. So yeah. that everyone is normal. Everyone is on the same yeah. spectrum. And there was a tweet that went out that the tattoo that they have, it's a three-leaf clover. Yeah. And three-leaf clovers are not special. Well, a yeah. four-leaf clover is special. Everyone oh. makes a big deal about four-leaf clovers. Does that mean there's but, a group out there with a four-leaf
2: clover <laughs> tattoo? But,
1: yeah, their tattoo is a three-leaf clover because we're all the same. We're all normal. Uh-huh. And they're trying to quell this uprising so that people don't get the wrong ideas and try to want more from themselves to overthrow whatever organization or government right. that's around. So I I I can see it. I I find that very interesting. It's such a left turn. But it's yeah, just, it's just, just such so a out of there. It, it's it's such a bad twist. And I like I like the idea of having the secret organization that's running things in the background, but the way that they go about it. And M. Night Shyamalan talked about this is his passion project. He's had this in mind for years that he's wanted to do a trilogy like this. But if you were going to do that, if you were going to have this secret organization that uh-huh. existed – why not pepper it in cuz that's that's what makes me think that he didn't have this all already planned out because uh-huh. he could have peppered it in a little bit I in unbreakable think, and peppered it uh-huh. a little bit in this
0: and split but they don't reveal it until the third act of the movie i i think what it is because there is no hint of it in the beginning the middle at least from what i've seen yeah yeah know, nothing maybe i need to watch a second time but probably not but uh, <laughs> but you know i think he worked on it for a long time but the first two thirds of it. Mm. And I don't think he knew exactly how he wanted to end it. And mm. so he just threw that out there. Yeah. And it, came, and it, was it a gamble. did feel a kind of shoehorned and it, in. And it, it was a gamble. And I think he lost the gamble. On it. <laughs> and so, I mean, oh yeah, at this time too, uh, Kevin gets shot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Casey's able to bring, you know, the beast back down and Kevin comes out, he gets shot. And you have that kind of a little bit of emotional moment where he's yes, going yes. through all the personalities because they know they're dying. And, and yeah, uh,
1: and, the way that he's describing it, it put the vision in my mind that everyone is afraid. Yeah, and Kevin says everyone is scared right now. They don't want the
0: light, but I'll I'll hold on to yeah, it until he the holds b- on very to the end. end. Yeah. And
1: very very beautiful. Yeah,
0: he, he dies. In I think this girl's a good arm. ending for him. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, yeah, a good ending for him. Um, David dies. Everyone dies. Yeah, David and, Glass. <laughs> and I think when David
1: dies, that
0: was the most disappointed I it was really in was. the, I the mean, movie. It's just. I felt like we didn't get enough of him in this movie yeah. and just for him to kind of be killed off in that way, getting swirled, you know, getting swirled and everything. And like, it's just, <laughs> if there was maybe a better twist to it, then yeah. I mean, if this is where I really like the belief system idea, because, you know, previously when he's in the water, he gets that flashback of him getting dunked as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. If it's based off that belief system, he's getting dunked in the water and maybe that's what shatters his reality mm-hmm. of it. It's just kind of a traumatic thing for him. Then, yeah, maybe that, but the fact that he is the world's most powerful man, he can bench press 500 pounds. <laughs> you know, you're in kind of a push-up position where you're getting dunked. Why don't you just, you know, push, like, and get up or something? Like, Or
1: if he learned some sort of martial arts yeah. or whatever,
0: he could take down this
1: SWAT guy. But I one thing that I just thought about now is that Elijah and... And Kevin, they have this nice touching moment with their B-support character. But David doesn't. He doesn't. He no. does, yeah. the the Joseph is freaking out. Yeah. He's pissed no, off. He's all,
0: at, they don't get to say goodbye to David. Yeah.
1: yeah he yeah. doesn't get to say goodbye
0: to his dad. He doesn't get to talk to his dad. And it it sucks. Everyone gets closure except for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unless he's actually still alive. Yeah. <laughs> glass uh, too i mean unbreakable too like <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know maybe not but uh oh man so everyone's dead and then we learn what mr glass's actual master plan was which i feel like isn't that good i mean, <laughs> his whole idea was he wanted us to get cameras everywhere so that way he could record it. And then he hacked the computer and released it on the web or, you know, sent it, yeah, to, yeah. Sent it to, the, to the B character team. And then the B released character it on the web. released it on the web. And, but when you see the video, it's like, well, you could fake that. Like, <laughs> it, looks like it, it looks like it was made by a movie or something that anybody could fake. And, like, when they're all sitting in that train station and they see someone reacting to it, it's like but would they really react to it that much? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, like, how vi- that, how I'd like, viral is it going to go? Yeah, I mean, if I saw that, I'd be like, okay, well, this is obviously fake, as opposed to if it was like a real showdown and I saw like one of them fly or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? They'd be Okay, maybe this is real, but you know, yeah, yeah. it was... Uh, I, it's... <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean... I've, I've seen very compelling videos on the internet and they ended
0: up being fake. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it's kind of like... <laughs> fake news I don't know what to say
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just it, it, you could easily like well this could be faked. you know I mean what if you know what if he's not the bar he's bending isn't made out of metal if it's yeah, made out yeah. something else you I, know, like. uh, it's I don't know I
1: personally I didn't like that that portion the whole mastermind thing I don't yeah. like that
0: and just, just because it wasn't that clever
1: yeah yeah and I'm sorry Dr. On the internet, Dr. Like. Ellie She's inside the comic book store browsing for comics. Yeah, and I know, uh, listeners, you don't have to. Like, I understand. There's a bunch of comic book themes in it, and and the. I know we didn't talk a lot about the camera angles coming from the security cameras, and that was a big thing too and stuff. I understand the themes. You don't have to tweet at us. You can send all your hate mail to m Night Shyamalan, not us,
0: <laughs> but. I wouldn't mind reading it. Just yeah. not a lot of it. <laughs> but why...
1: It, it's just so weird that she's there at a comic book store. She has her little luggage. And she's in her her pantsuit or her, her her business attire. And uh-huh. she's just going through comic books. It's just such a weird and
0: jarring yeah. shot. Oh, and then you got the two nerds who are talking about comic books. Yeah. Another explanation. Yeah, um, yeah. exactly. Another <laughs> How many more of comic book explanations don't, don't, yeah, yeah. do we need? Like... <laughs>
1: Uh, oh. And then everything clicks, and the then this drops. Like... Yeah, this is the M Night Shyamalan twist for the characters in the movie. It was a funny shot when she goes out into the hallway and then just screams. She screams the effort, just <laughs> yeah. screams it out. But I, but the ending was just a. It, it's just stupid where all three of them they they've developed this bond for some reason. Yeah, they hold hands, on and my... they hold hands inside this train station. It's
0: like would they be that close? I mean, they are B-character teams, but...
1: Yeah, and all three of them lost some... Well, two of them lost someone that they really care about. One of them lost this... What's that thing where you fall in
0: love with your kidnapper?
1: Oh, what is that? Stockholm. Stockholm
0: Syndrome? (laughs) I mean, yeah. So, I mean, she... Yeah. It's just such a weird ending. Yeah, yeah. So, I got two fan theories... Or two fan fiction endings I would like.
1: Okay, all
0: right. My first one being that it is based off a belief system... That's the reason they can do those things. And, you know, they proved to Sarah Paulson that, you know, superhuman people do exist or something along those lines. Okay. My second fan fiction, you know, thing would be they're fighting. You got the end scene. And then from the forest, you see Mark Wahlberg appear. <laughs> and the happening has been connected <laughs> to this the whole <laughs> time. And then, and, and then all of a sudden you get Haley Joe Osmond comes out. And then Glass has been dead the whole time.
1: And I don't it, know. <laughs> and then it zooms out, and it's actually an enclosed private property
2: of the village. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. So I honestly, I thought would have what would have been a good twist was that all the other movies they were they, it didn't exist. They didn't have superpowers, and they all in the mental asylum. And it pans out, and it's all in their minds. And then. Dr. Ellie shows them this is what's actually going on and it's just them like jumping around and throwing weak
0: punches <laughs> you get like poor choreography they're making their own yeah, sound effects yeah it's just like... crappy and then <laughs> and
1: Elijah is just they scribbling. were crazy the whole time <laughs> yeah yeah what if that was the twist oh but my God. whatever you know I'm no I'm no film producer I'm no director whatever I do like the
0: idea of Marky Mark coming back but <laughs> <laughs> i do like that idea but just that was glass oh my god just <laughs> you know i think we talked i talked about it before right there have something be a you know a big swing and a miss yeah. than just kind of always playing it safe <laughs> um i still i still really like the first two-thirds of this movie yeah the last yeah. act or the last final confrontation it just it lost me and it just it Felt like they weren't sure which direction to go in. I don't know if that's because of budget reasons, but it felt like. I think so. I think so. I mean, it was only a twenty million dollar movie, so yeah, definitely, I could see that. So, I mean, if they had that budget, you know, constraints on it, I feel like they should have kind of maybe slowed down the fight scene yeah, at the yeah. end because, or I don't know, think of some creative way to show that they're very strong or they can do these things without mm. like going more into the fantastical like yeah i can punch a wall and you know my fist will be in there you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah so i don't know it's just it loses the balance a bit but that first two-thirds is good um i would still probably keep the rating maybe at a b just because that first two-thirds of the movie was good and the ending gives me something to talk about i guess (laughs) but what would you give it in all honesty
1: after seeing the entire trilogy I would say that it's worth revisiting. I would watch. I would watch it when it comes out on DVD or on rental. I would probably watch it once again. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I put it below Unbreakable, and yeah. I, and Unbreakable I put it around the 70s, no higher than 80. Yeah, I would put it just maybe one point degree lower than. Yeah. It. So if Unbreakable was a 7.5, I'd give this a 7. Four or seven point three yeah. around there, and but that even that is a little bit generous. I again, I see the themes. I see what M Night Shyamalan is trying to do. Uh-huh. I there are times that I really enjoyed the movie and it was very riveted and captivated. But there, but some of the. The plot holes and some of the things are just so blaring. You can drive
0: a truck through it.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just. Why, why did you make this choice? Why is this happening? Why are these characters even here? What
0: are they doing? It's, it's just strange to me. I mean, I guess I feel a little cheated because <laughs> you know, Unbreakable. It felt like when they made that, or when he made that movie, he took his time with it, you know, the cinematography, everything kind of lined up together and it came full circle. Even with Split, you know what I mean? With just the whole character dynamics in there with Casey and, you know, uh, or Taylor Joy and James McAvoy, yeah. you know, it makes it kind of come full circle too, even yes, with yes. the inclusion of David Dunn. But the last ending of the last act of this movie, it makes it, it kind of cheats the audience out a little bit just because you got the over explanation of comic books, you know, you got the whole. Let's kill off all the characters, you know, at least for the most part. And it just, it doesn't feel like it comes full circle. And I guess that's why it's like, well, I we feel like we're cheated to the fact, to the point where I'd rather have Marky Mark come from the forest. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, yeah. anything. You yeah, know, yeah, Anything in general better than what we got, but. Give me,
1: give me something. And also the, the thing is, it's uh, one thing that I thought was pretty interesting, uh, flattering the villains. So. Uh, I I got I wrote this down and so <laughs> Elijah and and uh, Kevin uh, Kevin are just the, the horde. Uh, yeah. So. so we'll we'll go, Mister Glass and the horde. They did some terrible things. Yeah, absolutely. But- in the end of the movie, you feel bad for them. Yeah. Because this other organization is a bigger bad. Yeah. Like, it lessens the evil that they did because this other That's organization true. is more evil. And I don't know. It sends a a mixed message because at that point, I, I, I didn't want to sympathize with them. Like, I, I felt really bad that David Dunn died because he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. He didn't do anything bad. But Mr. Glass and, killed like over five hundred people. Yeah, and the and the horde the like they did some pretty bad things. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of girls. Yeah, I'm kind of okay with them dying, but like I don't know. It's it's just
2: it, yeah. It, it
1: was just this weird dynamic that I thought. Okay, now it, it made you sympathetic for to these evils because now this bigger evil exists. And right. I, I didn't really like that take.
0: Yeah, I mean. Especially with the whole released on internet thing. It's like, well, because you're not allowed to put anything <laughs> fake on the internet these days. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, I would still say go watch it. Yeah. I yeah. would still put it underneath Unbreakable 2 just because, yeah, just because it, it feels lazy at the end. It yeah. It's like we got cheated I agree. as an audience. I you know, agree. 20 years for this third movie, you know, and it's just... And it's like, oh, that's how you're going to end it? And I mean, maybe he'll get another, you know, kind of version of this movie because it's making a lot of money, you know? It's only, yeah, oh, it's yeah. made over a hundred million, I think, right now. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what we'll get with M. Night Shalomon, but it's either going to be <laughs> good or it's going to be M. Night just okay. Yeah, M. Night <laughs> Shalaman. Yeah, but- when you think he's coming back up, you know, he... He he knocked you back down a little bit. More power to him, though, for putting his own money in this.
1: I should just... Watching it also, but I give the caveat that do watch Unbreakable and Split within a reasonable time frame before watching Glass. Because, honestly, then you'll get more understanding of the movie in general. And it's okay. I wouldn't... See, I went to the movie theater. I have the receipt right here. I spent... Twenty five dollars yeah. to watch this movie, it was like for my wife and myself, and oh. that was before we even got like popcorn and nachos and stuff like that. That was a whole night for us. Yeah, that's a. And honestly, I watched Split for four dollars or four or five dollars, yeah. and that was well worth the money. Oh yeah, for absolutely. It. <laughs> so, of the three, Split is the best one. Yep. And I will say, go watch it, but watch Unbreakable and Split beforehand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right there. So we'll see what M. Night Shyamalan does, but he should probably get a guy. I mean, why didn't anybody tell him like, are you sure you want to end it like this? You should hire a guy to be like, are you sure this is how you want to end it? Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> are you positive? <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, That's the movie split. Is there anything more you want to... Or sorry, that's the movie (laughs) glasses. Is is there any more you want to add on to it?
1: Uh, I think we really... We went on for a long time on this.
0: (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) We had a lot to say. If we missed anything,
1: send us an email at talkingflick at gmail.com.
0: There you go. So, Yeah reach us out uh, talkingflick at gmail.com you can get us at twitter flick underscore talking Um, check out ryan at yeah uh, the
1: dragon questicles uh, if you want to check out the podcast we're on twitter instagram or if you want to follow me it's uh, ryan underscore dot com
0: that's ryan with an i underscore d-o-t c-o-m there you go so real quick before we end the show we'll just briefly go into uh, we've got mail and then recommendations. Okay. Just real all quick. right. Sounds cool. And so, uh, but yeah, those are where you can reach us. We'll probably say it again at the end of the video. But <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I got a message here from Josh, and because Avengers Infinity War, the last one's coming out, or not even just because of that, because also, um, you got mm, Captain Marvel coming out, mm, uh, yes. in, in March, and so basically asking, you know, who do you think is a squirrel that's on the team of the Avengers? The squirrel? A squirrel. 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 Are you a squirrel? Uh, oh my god, why can't I say it? The scroll. Scroll? Yeah, there you go, scroll. Why can't I say it? Oh! The, the aliens, the, uh, oh, the, the secret okay. invasion. Secret invasion, uh, yeah. Okay. The scroll.
1: I, I I haven't been following along, but yeah. Secret invasion, I know exactly. Yeah, there we go. I probably that, should that. Story that story arc in comic books. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's funny talking with you Tyler I realized there's a lot of, I know about comic books yeah. <laughs> I know more about comic books than I know about movies yeah, right that,
0: that came out years yeah, yeah secret invasion yeah. was was 2008 2007, yeah, yeah. I think and, and uh, it, it's good it's really good yeah I mean <laughs> who who's the scroll um I would probably say <laughs> it'd be funny if war machine was a, was a scroll <laughs> because uh, you know, he got cast replaced. Mm. Oh, uh, yes, Because yes. originally he was Terrence oh. Howard. <laughs> I would. It's kind of
1: like, it, you should have known he was the scroll. Yeah. It's a totally different guy.
0: I would like it if, like, Terrence Howard, like, you know, uh James Rhodey has been in ice, like, on some alien spaceship. And then he comes out and he's just like, what's been happening the past couple years? You know, and it's like, oh, you've been gone for 10 years. And then, like... <laughs> You know, Iron Man, Tony Stark never noticed his black friend <laughs>
2: changed like into into
0: Don Cheeto. <laughs> <Like,
2: Yeah>.
1: Whoa, <laughs> then, this whole time, and then they come up right next to each other, and he's like, just two of you."
0: <laughs> and then, and I would love it if it's like Edward Norton comes out as the real Hulk, oh. and then this whole time it's just been like, "Wait, but who's this guy?" <laughs> like Bruce Banner, Mark Ruffalo. Oh man. You know, I,
1: you know what? I wouldn't put him past them to do that. You know, yeah. it's Disney, Marvel, and stuff. <laughs> It'll be hilarious. I would laugh so hard if they did that.
0: Uh,
1: they, uh, what is that? At Disney, at Marvel, let them know. Yeah.
0: Put, <laughs> get Terrence Howard back. Yeah, get put Edward them Norman. in, make them scroll. Yeah. <laughs> Pay them whatever they want. Just get them back. And so, <laughs> so oh, man, I'd love
1: it if it was that. Oh, but. man, yeah. You know what? Because that I, I that takes my vote. It, but if you want something else, if you want me to put something different, I, I honestly, it would be interesting if, uh, I don't know, the last big reveal for Captain America was when they revealed that, oh, he's part of HYDRA, oh, and he yeah, was compromised. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Secret Empire, there you go. Uh-huh. Uh, if they made Captain America, you know, uh, right. a scroll
0: I think that would I be mean, interesting. They could do it, because, you know, what if the real Captain America has been on ice this whole time? Yeah. Then and he never got unfrozen. Yeah. Or the person that they thought they unfrozen was Captain America was a scroll Yeah. And so... So, I, I don't know, that... I,
1: Everyone hated that, that story arc. I, I picked it up. I just thought it was very interesting. Yeah. And what is that? Drama, <laughs> drama and, and salt makes the geeks buy comic books. Yeah, that's true.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, plus, you know, you can do whatever you want with comic books because there's so many different oh, universes. Yeah. You can just do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, they'll blow that's up a nice universe art. or whatever. Yeah. That'll
1: be on uh, on
0: it World matter. They can Negative 2 or whatever. Rules <laughs> of Comics, everyone's dead, but they're not really, except for Uncle Ben and, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, and Bruce Wayne's parents. And <laughs> yeah, and then eventually... Well, except for Flashpoint, but... <laughs> Someone... Uh, everyone's going to be Batman at
1: one point. Everyone's going to be Captain America at one point. Wolverine was Batman at one point too. Yeah, Spider-Man's
0: black or white or teenager. (laughs) You can do anything. So, yeah, I mean, I think I'd like the idea of Rhodey being uh, being a (laughs) scroll. I can't think of anybody else. I I think, in all seriousness, the main cast is probably safe
2: Mm. just because they've been
0: there for so long, Mm. you know, even Nick Fury. But we'll see what happens. Um, Did you know... Samuel L. Jackson is 70 years old. Is he really that he's old? He's
1: 70 years old. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they use de-aging for him, right, in Captain Marvel? I think they do, but only a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But
1: currently, he's 70 years old. That and is he's insane. killing it right now.
0: <laughs> Dang. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even yeah, know what that just said. First <laughs> Unbreakable, he was... All, he was f- 50-something? Was he really that yeah. old and unbreakable? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's 70 now. That yeah. was 20 years ago. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It's uh, just crazy. It's yeah. just crazy to me. <laughs> that is kind of crazy, actually. So, uh, let's move on to recommendations. Uh, all right. Do you have anything you're reading, watching, listening to, podcasts, anything you want to recommend? Um, what I'm
1: listening... Oh, actually, what I'm playing right now, if you guys... I'm really into indie games and all of that, really nice pick-up-and-play games, Uh, Binding of Isaac, you can get it anywhere. You can get it on Steam, you can get it on PS4, you can get it on uh, on Vita or whatever. But Binding of Isaac, really fun game. Um, It's a roguelike twin-stick shooter and very addictive. So check it out. That's what I've been playing recently. I... Tyler, I was telling him that I was, I saw the Captain, oh no, no, the Shazam trailer. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I am super hyped about <laughs> it. It looks really good. And it reminded me of a comic book that I watched or that I read. Um, you may be thinking Shazam, but it's not Shazam. It's actually called Superior. Superior by Mark Miller and Lean uh, Lee Le- 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 You. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I just Mark Miller and yeah, numbers. yeah. <laughs> I butchered that name. I'm sorry, but Superior, very similar to Shazam, mm-hmm. and I saw a lot of parallels. There was a big twist at the end that I thought was very interesting. But the big draw for this comic book was that it's about a kid who gets superpowers as, and he looks like an adult with superpowers, and he's just. Testing his boundaries, seeing his limits, mm-hmm. seeing what he can do—that childlike wonder of being able to do all these amazing things—I just thought was such a good, um, uh, a good story, a good just. Uh, uh, oh man, I can't even talk right now. I've been talking for like almost two hours. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just good. Check it out.
0: Superior, you can find it in comic book shops. It's nice. Yeah, so uh, real quick on me, then we'll wrap it up real quick. Um, I watched Hereditary over the weekend. Um, it was scary. <laughs> uh, that's what scary movies. I don't know how to say it. I guess they affect me more than they should.
2: But uh, <laughs>
0: so I'm more I'm is, a little more susceptible at night. So <laughs> what what is it about? So uh, honestly, I kind of walked into it blind. I thought maybe it was when I before I watched it, I thought maybe it was about mental illness being pa- passed down and during the whole movie, that's what I still kind of thought it was about, but it's better if you watch this movie and you go in completely blind. Okay. It really right. is um, it's worth your time. Uh, my girlfriend got scared from it. I had to walk her to the car. That's uh, like was outside my house because it was dark. You know, it's nighttime, and so. But uh, I would say definitely check it out. It's on Amazon Prime for free right now. Okay, so all right. I would say definitely check it out. It came from E24. They're an indie film company. This is the biggest one they've ever released. Yeah, just go check it out. Any big names attached to it? Um, Tony Collette, I think, is her name. Which I don't think she's that big. She was also in The Sixth Sense. I don't oh, okay. remember as who. Um. Yeah, I have no idea as to, but definitely check it out. Um, it's well worth a watch. Just maybe like afterwards, I kept all the lights on in the house. So, <laughs> um, other quick thing I watched was Legends of Strength. So that is actually on Netflix and um, kind of watched it blind. It's only two episodes long. It's like a little documentary. It's about kind of strong men back in like the 1950s. No, and okay. 40s I did see that. Yeah, yeah. And the reason I want to kind of talk about it a little bit because. Um, They talk about how one of these strongman performers, how part of his act is he would bend these steel bars, be, (laughs) you call like cops, cops and robbers or something. He'd bend these steel bars, he would escape from it. And that was part of his act. And of course, in 1940, seeing someone do that would be amazing. And of course, you know, uh, James McAvoy does it in Split, (laughs) but I guess whenever he would bend the bars, they would take those bars to a blacksmith. And the blacksmith would just reshape them, you know, just get them ready for the next night. And then he would rebend them again. Yeah, yeah. But what the blacksmith did, and he didn't tell anybody, is one of the knights, he reinforced the steel <sighs> as much as he could. <laughs> yeah. And so when the strongman came in there, I can't remember his name, he was like a French-Canadian guy. And he tried to bend the, the bar open. He couldn't do it at first. Yeah. And so he actually tried with all his might. And he was able to bend it enough to where he could squeeze through it. Yeah, and so and he and he stopped the show that usually he has like other performance he would do. As soon as he was able to bend it with all his might, he walked over to the audience, you know, breathing very heavily, and said, you know. I can't continue the rest of the show tonight. I'm completely exhausted from doing that. And wow. so he thanked the audience and everything, and he just kind of called it quits that night because it took every bit of ounce in him Interesting. To do it. Yeah. Oh, and these man. are guys who try to hold cars together with their arms, you know, yeah, all yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, showmanship stuff. Uh, and the whole time I'm thinking like, oh, I bet Mr. Glass would love to watch this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was made for him. Um, other things I'm reading, um, City of Myth, which is very kind of low indie comic book. Mm. Um, I met the guy at Comic-Con a couple years ago. I need to find out his name. I'll say it again. It's about a guy. Just put it in the show description. Yeah, there we go. I'll put it in the show description. Yeah. (laughs) So it's about a guy who's a cop and he wakes up with amnesia and he's the only non-superhero person in a superhero world. So... And that sounds really interesting. I'll try to get a link in there, but we've been going on for a little while. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Any questions, recommendations, email us, talkingflick at gmail.com. Reach us out. Twitter, uh, flick underscore talking. Uh, If you want to support us, definitely leave a review on whatever podcast app you're listening to i think apple's the big one review write something whatever it is nice or naughty it can be whatever you want (laughs) um and if you want to chuck in a buck to help keep the lights on we'd really appreciate for patreon and definitely check out ryan's channel uh dragon questicles
1: yes thanks tyler
2: all right well that's it guys stay safe out there we'll see you next time take care guys all All right, right have a good one